Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done. When I was two years old, when I was dedicated to the cause of Lucifer, I was at that point a seven-generation witch. I was laying there, practically naked, and I had her hold me as if I was naked. I couldn't talk. I couldn't open my eyes. I, I believe my eyes were all right back in my head. There was evidence of human sacrifice on this fight. One of my first questions I asked was, God, is there It's now time for the Conspiranormal Romper Room. Yay. And now, don't everybody seem so, so enthusiastic? <laughs> <laughs> a show that was created because of a troll. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, you got you to gotta embrace things sometimes. Man. I agree. That's how things go. Let's get right. Yeah, but, but it just, I, it, I, I thought it would be just the perfect name because I, was, I wanted to do these shows were at least once a month where we didn't have a guest where it was where it was just us so that there would be more interaction so Luke didn't just have to like sleep on the couch right whenever yeah. he's listening to the, whenever he's quote unquote listening to the guest right right so I, I, when i when i was thinking about it and i the guy actually posted on a one something on the side on the conspiracy normal site and said something about your romper room look at politics blah 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 Loser. And I'm like, I'm like, perfect. I'm perfect. <laughs> that's not Rumble nice. Room. That's a perfect, that's a perfect name for it. We're going to talk about 
unicorn and Skittles solutions to all the world's problems. Yes. Yes. Right. Ask and ye shall receive. Who doesn't yes. love unicorns and Skittles? But first yeah. of all, welcome, guys. We have Jeff here. Say hello. Hey, babe. Alyssa. Hello. <laughs> Luke. What up, what up? And of course, the man with the plan, Mr. Rob. Hello. Robin Lands. So this is the panel that we have here to discuss the wonderful issues of our times and to insert some unicorns and some Skittles into the conversation. You couldn't have a more professional group either. Oh, I, I totally agree. <laughs> so this, is, yeah. this is true professionalism right, right here. Exactly. So, Jeff, how's things going with you, man? How you Great, been? babe. Okay, I'm ready for a good a year. I know. I have been indisposed. Yes. And I understand that you guys are going to... Um, Start a band together. You guys got a. We band already did, going. babe. Yeah. Yes, we were reliving the eighties, man. Yes, yeah. it's it's um it's a uh, it's heavy. It's a lot. It's a lot to take on. It is <laughs> a whole decade. <laughs> I, I'm I'm wanting to hear you guys cover autograph. Turn up the radio. Done. That's, that's what I. We'll add it to the because all I want to do is just to hear you just hear you say turn it up at Done. the beginning of the song. <laughs> I mean, no, it's added to the set list. By the oh, time yeah, when I get absolutely. home, I'm gonna I'm gonna put it on set list. It's done. <laughs> yeah, I'll learn the riff. Well, what are you go. guys planning on playing? Like, what are you guys planning on, on doing with this? Well, we need to add some songs to our. Yeah, to we need we need another list. month to, to beef up the set <laughs> list. Because yeah. whenever if you go to play a place, they expect you to bring like three to four hours worth of music. So um, we got a few songs to add, but I'm feeling really groovy about it. I, I think it's going to be really fun. Yeah. And so, yeah. Well, excellent, sir. Have you come, come up with a name yet? Risky Business. Risky Business. The working Ooh. title. <laughs> Jeff interjected because he, he was afraid I was going to throw my <laughs> suggestion out there. Like, what is your, what was your suggestion? suggestion? Mango Wango. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, but no, I think that's perfect. There is an inside story there. We won't go into it. Wait, but, you don't want us to go into it. <laughs> it's but, uh, dirty but, and disgusting. Do. But I, I, think it, I think it's like Oingo Boingo. Yeah, See? it sounds 80s. That's perffect. It sounds really 80s. Risky Business does too, obviously, <laughs> since that was the name of a movie. But, but that sounds like Oingo Boingo, right? Yeah. Yeah. Don't you agree, Luke? I like that. Mango yeah. Wango. Mango Wango, yeah. <laughs> I'm wondering if it will help us or hurt us. <laughs> oh, I think it'll help. Or they might think you're a Ted Nugent cover band or something. Like <laughs> that, that's what Bang. I'm talking about because they're uh, like it's not that's not really too bad of a thing either. Mm. Really. I don't know. I think I, 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 I'm more well me, I would think more along the lines of Oingo Boingo. So if you guys right. play Stranglehold, I'll go wild. <laughs> I'm yeah. afraid that like Woo! nutty, like <laughs> weird uh like people that are into his strange conservatism might show up or something, and they won't stay long. <laughs> right? <if they> do. <laughs> yeah, those guys are kissing. Let's get out of here. <laughs> hey, he's helping to make America great again, Jeff. Oh uh, Jesus! No, he's not. He's a loon. <laughs> Bet you yeah. kiss me on the lips, homo. <laughs> You guys remember that show that he had? He had like a reality show. Oh Ted yeah, Nugent, back in the 90s. On like yeah, he's a MTV dick. or something. And it was just, oh, he's God. a total dick. Didn't it's he do like, things yeah. like, didn't he do things like, didn't he like, um, take like naked women and hunt them on his land or something? I remember hearing something like Underage, that. Underage. Naked women. Uh, yeah, I, I know, I know that about fact, that. But I'm pretty yeah, sure. But that's, that's true of just about every rock well, star. I, I mean, I, mean I only watched like one episode, but I, it was like he was putting people through like trials of like hunting and like yeah. gathering and like uh, like. 
bitch, you've never hunted or gathered anything except for well, women. Well, no, I think there was something drugs. like there was something like he he actually. I mean, he he didn't do it any way that harmed anybody. But one of the things that him and his friends would do was like he'd get these girls and they would willingly do it. But they would just like go naked out in the woods and then he like have his friends hunt them in the woods or something like that. Possibly, <laughs> I would believe that. I mean, I can't yeah. say whether I it's true or not, that, but yeah. yeah. I know. I, I believe it. I do know what he didn't do, and that sing on his first three records. Oh, oh. that'd be Derek St. Holmes. Hey, what, what, We're hey, getting a lot hey, of angry hey, Ted Nugent hey, fans. The whole world, the whole world can kiss his ass. Okay, yeah, that's that's, 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 that's what it goes. That's comes what he says. To. Alyssa, how how you doing? Not that I haven't been hanging out with you most of the day, but how you, how you been? I'm good. Same old, same old. Yeah. You know, working, raising girls, cooking yeah. dinner. Kicking ass, taking names. <laughs> <laughs> Always. And I don't you got, know. You got, you, you, got, you got your toboggan on. So that's I got, it's not a toboggan. It is a hat. Um, I'm from Michigan. So a toboggan is a sled. Uh, this is a beanie slash uh, winter hat. I don't, I don't know. How did that get started? Because people in the South are dumb. <laughs> sorry oh, to all the people. Yeah, sorry to all the people in the South, but it's not well, a toboggan. Let me tell Skittles. you. Unicorns Everybody in the North, every time you call it a toboggan, to cringe a little because you don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> well, you know, a uh, toboggan here is a sled, so. Well, up North, it's a sled. Here, a toboggan is your hat. Right. They no, call I know. That's toboggan. what I'm saying. That, uh, a toboggan is a sled. Yeah, right? I'm not sledding he's, on my head. He's saying that the word toboggan can mean multiple things. <laughs> no, it that's doesn't. That's called being open-minded. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm not, so. It's a hat. Uh, I love my hat. It's very cold here. Yes, it's And uh, cold. it's great to be here and see all you guys. And Skittles that's and unicorns. <laughs> I feel like we should insert like a... Yeah, we like, something. like we're, a we're, sound we're, bite we're, we're for gonna, unicorns. Whenever we're, we're, somebody says unicorn or skittle, there should be like a fluttery, glittery. I've got you, Rob, Type sound bite. <laughs> we're we're, we're, we're going to get yeah. a theme, we're going to get a theme song, but we need a, a new theme song for the wider show. Somebody still work, needs to work on. Mr. Luke, <coughs> how you been? Well, there was this hurricane. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, where, where's our new theme song for? There was for this hurricane and the wind blew my windows out and. Got my studio wet and fried my computer. And, and you saved a baby, right? Yeah, and I saved a baby from a what burning was this house hurricane? from a burning car. Where, uh, where did this hurricane happen? It, it happened a few days ago. It was only localized around his yeah, apartment. Yeah, where? Oh. Yeah, it was like one of those clouds that's just like directly above you, you know. It's called it, rain. Those, those Is it things, a tornado? Yeah, freak, you know, kind of a freak storm. Yeah, it's called I rain. I can't believe you didn't hear about it. Tur- tornado? <laughs> Once you rebuild from the hurricane, you did go to Monster Jam. Monster yesterday. Jam. Yeah. Oh so we need to you need to fill us in on Monster Jam. First of all, for people who may not know, what is Monster Jam? Um, monster Truck Competition. All right. <laughs> you should you should know this already. Yeah. Do you even party? <laughs> <laughs> Do you even Monster Jam, bro? <laughs> <laughs> so you, you got to tell me about this, man. So how how did how did it go? What I mean, you, it, it was wicked. Did you awesome see some serious red deckery? Uh, yes, I did. <laughs> there was uh, like three of them behind us screaming in our ears, uh, you know, while, while flipping their finger on their can of Copenhagen. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> mm, that's a skill. That is a skill. Yeah, I learned it myself. There's probably a competition somewhere. Mm-hmm. You <laughs> got to pack the, that dipping and spitting. <laughs> yeah. 
Dipping yes, in right. a spin. What were but, the names of some of the trucks? Uh, Alien Invasion. Uh, <laughs> zom- zombie Takeover. Uh, I like that one. Blue, blue, blue thunder, blue lightning, something like that. Nobody liked him. <laughs> no, wait a minute, wait a minute. Nobody liked blue thunder. Yeah, nobody liked him. Uh, poor blue thunder. I would like to make a call out to any of your listeners that I will personally sponsor and put in if somebody will have a gay monster truck. I will, oh. if someone will do that, I will pay for the wrapping. We could call it the pusher the and the puller. <laughs> <laughs> call it ass blaster. Yeah. Boom. Uh, <laughs> I think that was a thing on like the. Uh, that movie, uh, what was it from the eighties? Uh, There's a movie about a gay no about truck? ass blasters. You remember, <laughs> don't you? It was um, I think no, I that do was not. Gay recall. porn. No, it was. Oh my god, what was the name of it? <laughs> no it was one of my favorite this. movies <laughs> from the eighties. One of your favorite movies was called Ass Blaster. No, they had they had a monster in it that was called an ass blaster. <laughs> It was Whoa, what what kind of movie was this? It was Oh my god. Oh, what is the name of it? I can't think of it. Holy shit. Did some dude come over and like deliver a pizza? It was the like one where the worms and... were in the ground. Oh. You know what I'm talking about? Tremors? Tremors. Yes. Like the third Tremors movies. They like came up with this new monster and they were called Ass Blasters. Go back and watch like I think it's the third Tremors movie. I think I'm which good. Is, you know, like the first one was great. Second one, okay. Third one, they're reaching. But they had monsters called ass blasters. That's kind of scary, really. I mean. <laughs> oh, they would blast your ass. Yeah, so, <laughs> so not just a clever nickname. Yeah, they nicknamed them ass blasters in the movie, and it was hilarious. I've never seen Tremors, so that I did oh, not rip that oh, name off. God, you just, gotta go watch Tremors. Never seen the first one. What? No, I've never seen any of them. Oh what? man, I've never seen Jurassic Park either. Oh my god, yeah, you never seen Jurassic? I've never Park? seen any of them. Um, I get a general wow. idea of what happened. And then, <laughs> what? Now hey. is the time where we all frown on you. Yeah. Well, that reminds me. Yeah, let's everybody shun big, Jeff. Like, did they have that big, like, mechanical, like, dinosaur that eats cars? Did no, they have dude, that would have like been that? so much cooler. I mean, I, they just, they like were all trying. fire? Truckosaurus? No. They just yeah, all drove around in dirt? <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, they, they were. No, they, you got to climb and jump stuff. I mean, and watch Tremors. Jesus, it's like you guys have never seen a monster truck rally. Yeah, right? Well, you've never seen Tremors. Touche. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there, there's a wheelie competition, and then there's mm. uh, there's an ATV race competition. There's like the I don't even know what to call them. The, those ATVs that have like the big roll cages all around them, and they're really uh-huh. expensive. Dune buggy know, looking dune buggy guys. Race, yeah. yeah. And then there's like then then there's a freestyle trick competition where they just like put it all together at the end. Uh, That's cool. I'm, I'm missing one of the competitions, but yeah, I mean there there is a point to it, you know. That's like, fun. Yeah. It's better than clown theater. (laughs) Was anybody cussing at the... uh Cussing, it cussing was a monster the, truck rally, so the yes. Truck, yeah. Cussing mm. at the monster truck. So oh, yeah. You, job right. you know it, dude. You know it. <laughs> yeah, well, right. we are in Tennessee. The rednecks didn't like um, redneck. Redneck. <laughs> they, they didn't like uh, <laughs> Blue Thunder for some reason. Uh, every t- every time I hate Blue Thunder, man. It's because he wasn't red, white, and Blue Thunder. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Right there, Blue Thunder. That you missing two like colors, buddy. Bringing him out again, by God. Blue is the color of an Islamic flag. I don't like them. Blue, blue is one of them sensitive colors. <laughs> <laughs> Rob, man, how you been? I've been well. 
Looking forward to a new year. Yeah. Time to be optimistic. <laughs> uh, we're trying. We're trying to remain optimistic yeah. through through this new year, for sure. It's hard. Even though, like I said in the last show, we uh, already had two incidents that have brought it down already, in my opinion. But it is what it is, so it'll be interesting to see what happens. Keep on um, keeping on. Okay. So, first topic for the night. All right. Here Skills. we go. Let's get into this. Do it. We're going to talk about some unicorns. <laughs> oh, Obama is Obama is leaving office. I don't have an article on this, but uh, I would like to get you guys' opinion on what his legacy is going to be, how bad we are going to miss him, what uh, and what you would what you would think would be the worst thing or the most what you would really criticize him about. Um, you, me first, um, <laughs> if you man, like. I got to tell you, I wouldn't have a house, a business, um, a, a like efficient car without that guy. I love that dude. He, my paycheck went up instantly when he came into office and everybody keeps talking about these drone attacks, but everybody also keeps, uh, leaving out the fact that they kept telling him that he was too soft on, you know, the terrorist and all that kind of stuff, but he was not willing to tell them you know, every move that he was going to make. My problem with him was he he's very, very, he's too cool. He's like, he's too thick skin. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's so many times he could have like put it back on his, his opposition. And I mean, clearly he was, he, there were the odds were against him the whole time. They would filibuster everything he did, all this stuff. And he still like rose to the occasion with grace. So I'm a big fan. Well, I think he's one of the best. We do have an interesting situation where um, even with the election of Trump, where you have a president that is, and this, this, this happens rarely. The good actually. brain president. <laughs> well, you have, you have a president that has a very high approval rating, an outgoing president that has a very high approval rating. Yes. Usually that does not happen. We, that's not what happened with George W. Bush. I can tell you that. Mm-hmm. I don't think it even well, was as high for, for even Clinton. So at least the last two presidents... So we have this situation where even though Trump got elected, you still have the Democratic outgoing president that probably, if he had been eligible, probably could have easily have won a third term. I find that kind of interesting and and kind of the state, the weird kind of state that we're in now. I think it's very indicative of that. Well, the see, the thing about it is, and you can troll away on this one, but um, the Republicans love to crash the economy because they do well during that. They love having wars because they do really well on those. And basically their policy is uh, get this big government, this big bad government off your back. And, and and all these they're private countries... They're just as big government as the rest. I mean, honestly, uh, well, they're all really. about control. Yeah. And so, yeah, I mean, that's my Smoke point. Smoke and mirrors. And so, anywho, they, uh, yeah, it's clearly that's what the deal is. But people are getting crazy rich off of Trump right now because he is such a loose cannon. He will... You know about the Boeing thing if you don't know about that he told he told everybody and i don't know the exact figures from the stock market but at any rate he told everybody oh boeing no way you're not building me a jet no four billion too high it wasn't four billion it's a hundred and i think it was 174 million which is a little off but okay we're talking about the air force one yes which he as i recall or was told to me that they're 
their stock went down a bit. Everybody bought on and then made a ton of money off of him. So I think that's how they're playing it. They love having this weird loose cannon in there whom he has no idea. I mean, he really has no idea. But he says stuff that's he's sort of like, you know, letting a balloon go in a room and, you know, whatever yeah. happens, you know. <laughs> I like that analogy. I mean, we do, Thank we, you. We do have a situation where people he, are going to get he, really rich off that guy. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, I agree. I mean, people got got rich off of off of during the whole Bush, the, the second Bush administration. Yeah, they right? did. I mean, yeah. Halliburton, I mean, for God's sakes, look at that. But uh, I, don't, I don't know if that's necessarily something that is indicative just to Republicans. See, me being someone that's anti either one of them, right. I, I definitely see the negatives and the positives with, with, with both. Yeah. You know? uh, so it, it, I don't know. Time will tell on that one. As far as Trump is concerned, I mean, it does seem like there has been some kind of response by some of these companies to try to keep jobs within the United States. Now, whether they're being paid off or whether that is something where they are seeing that where the wind is blowing. Well, now, you're a conspiracy guy. Don't you think that if you were, let's say, I don't know, Toyota, and you were like, (laughs) um, hey, let's tell this idiot Trump that we're moving down to Mexico, and then Trump goes, oh, no way. I'm going to charge you big taxes and all this kind of stuff. And your stock drops. Everybody buys the stock. And then it shoots back up when they say, oh, no, we're not moving. And then they just, yeah. they're more millionaires. So, but, uh, yeah, I mean, that's that's playing a game. Yeah, that, That's what they're and, doing. And, and that, that stuff happens all the time. Trump or no Trump. No, nah, well, it, it didn't happen as well with, uh, see, Obama was too cool. He was too smooth about that stuff. And so they yeah. didn't really know which way he would go. But now this guy, it's like he's too provocable. I mean, look at China is playing him, Russia's playing him, all these people are playing him, and he's a little kid. He doesn't know. So, well, what do you guys say? What do you think? Yeah. What do you think Obama's legacy is going to be? What do you think that his? What do you think that the one thing that? Because a lot of things are happening right now where you see people talking about that Obama's not going to have a much of a legacy because Trump's going to do with most of that legacy. But I think a couple, maybe two, three years in the, down as we really begin to assess Obama and his administration, mm-hmm. what do you think that legacy is going to be that he, that he left? It'll be economy jobs. Uh, he killed Osama bin Laden and he, uh, he did, he Which did save. Believe, by the way, but What's that? I don't believe, I don't believe the whole kill okay, Osama well, bin Laden thing. <laughs> you don't think he did it or? No, I think Osama bin Laden was already dead. Okay. Um, well, but that's a whole other show. <laughs> yeah, that's a whole other show. But people are going to say this happened during his administration. Yeah, so right, right. whether he, you know, did or he's didn't. He's going to get credit. Yeah, he's yeah. going to get credit for it. And so um, there's that. And he did save General Motors. I mean, bottom line. So, well, let's look, let's look at some, let's just look at some, even though they keep screwing it up. Yeah. Let's look at some of the negatives. I mean, let's look at some of the things like you mentioned the drone program. I mean, in some ways to me, that is kind of like, um, at least he didn't go full. He didn't invade a country. We invade like Afghanistan or Iraq this time. We can't. We're already there. That did. Yeah. Well, exactly. That did not happen. He so, took a page out of Clinton's book. And, and then plus the drones was a technology that was that has now come into full fruition. So of course yes. he's going to use it. And don't think for a minute that Trump is not gonna is, is not gonna use oh, it. Oh, absolutely. So some of that I, I get, but also at the same time, 
you know, the big thing was when uh, Anwar Alawaki, the uh, okay, I get that they killed him because the guy really was a terrorist and he was fighting against America, even though he was an American citizen and he was killed without due process of law. But then they killed his 16 year old son who went to go find his father, had nothing, absolutely nothing, to, wasn't fighting against the United States, just looking for his dad, and Obama ordered to have his 16-year-old son killed. So that's, so that's a negative, in, in, in my opinion. Uh, I think a lot of the things that we did in Syria, I think a lot of things that we did prolonged that conflict to the mess that, that it's in now. And that's very... And, and Libya, too. So Libya and Syria, I think, are two conflicts that Obama really had his hand in. I mean, like, Iraq... Um, Afghanistan, those were continuation from the previous administration. Right. You make that case. But Libya and Syria, those are two things that he really had his hand in, and both of those are a huge mess. So, mm. th- so there's the negatives, I think, with, uh, with, with Obama as well. Yeah, I'm not, oh, hey, I'm not saying he's like totally perfect. Yeah. Every day was great. No, not at all. And it in was... my opinion, too, the healthcare thing uh, was a, is a problem, too. Um, but the only thing that I don't really, I didn't like about the healthcare was that, that individual mandate forcing people to buy health insurance. Right. I think, yeah. I think that that was something that just threw the, just threw money at the insurance companies and basically gave them a government bailout. Right. Is what that did. So now we are in the situation that we, that we're in now because now the, now the healthcare companies are getting, health insurance companies are getting free Government basically getting free government money from the American people, so that I think has been well, a complete disaster. So are prisons. That's yeah. a very Republican thing. I mean, but however, but however, that wasn't all Obama's fault because remember at the beginning of it, they wanted the public option, which right. probably would have been a better plan. But then you had the whole, oh no, they're going to turn us into East Germany, and so we got the shitty system that we have now. Oh yeah. Yeah, turning us into Germany. Oh, okay. Well, they were looking <laughs> well, to sabotage. Well, you've got a lot farther East away Germany. from that America, yeah. haven't you? No, the Republicans mm. are looking to sabotage that. He, I mean, before he even opened his mouth about Obamacare, they were yeah. looking to bring that down. They would do anything to bring that down because they don't want that to be. They don't want him to be the one to bring health care to the people. And so, therefore, they would rather see, like, tons of people die and be diseased and, and all that suffer. stuff. Yeah, just because, you know, oh, we don't want Obama doing it. We need a Republican doing that. So, yeah, and they I don't mean, even care that, about that. Yeah, I mean, honestly, Clearly. honestly, I think sometimes it comes down to either one of these parties, they, they just want the credit for doing it. They don't really care about what happens to the people of this country. They just want that party to be the one that does it. Right, yeah. So it doesn't matter if you have, if you have, Julius Caesar or Pompeii, as long as which one gets it done, that's the one that get, that's the one that gets it done. So well, I've been studying Roman history a lot lately. I think it's half to what's going on now. Let me ask you this because the troll brings up a very good point here, and I'm going to keep mentioning all the way through so the he troll. listens to the so he listens to the whole episode. <laughs> <laughs> Douche. Anyway, um, are, you there? are they going to keep talking about me? This 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 is crap, man. Oh my god, you guys listen to I this am, episode. They're talking about me the whole time. I'm going to go back to my mom's basement, and I am going to write some very severe words about them. I'm giving you uh, only three stars, only two stars this time. Yeah. On the oh no, reviews. I'm only 
only given one stars because I can't give zero stars. Um, <laughs> that's like an Amazon <laughs> review. Yeah, um, I know. Uh, exactly. Uh, what do you now? He says this is uh, we're going to go heavy on this one because I've been going light. So what do you think the answer to all of this is healthcare wise? Uh, Roughly, I would say we need some. <laughs> I, I, I would say, and and this is weird from coming from someone that is a that is a libertarian, a small government person, but I would say at this point you need some kind of public option. You need something like that, something that takes care of basic health care. Okay, then, you can, then, then there could be tiers that build a uh, build on that. Um, also, another thing that would be good is to stop these put a cap on some of these malpractice suits that are causing this stuff to be, uh, these prices to rise. Uh, That's, that's, that's another part of the healthcare issue in this country. Another thing is, and you guys talked about this on the leisure hour with one of your guests is do away with stuff like, what is it? The paymaster or whatever, that machine that just calculates randomly how much things are. That's a system that probably needs to be done away with. The paymaster. Take take paymaster. That sounds like something out of like the never ending story. Yeah. 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 The paymaster. That's a machine that everyone hates and wants to destroy. It's like an (laughs) anti ATM. It's like the final boss of a video game. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So, so, so stuff like that is definitely uh, needs to be looked at. Stuff that really deep in uh, that's really deep in there, and 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 definitely as far as the healthcare thing goes, <laughs> yes, one good part of it was uh, not discriminating against people that have pre-existing conditions. That mm-hmm. was good, yeah. but it was all just a compromise. And because the insurance companies said, okay, well, we'll do that, but you got to be, you got to make sure that people are going to buy our stuff and we have a, we have a market that people are forced to buy or otherwise they're going to be penalized that. And then the Supreme court upheld that. That was un to me was unbelievable. Right. You know, forcing people to have to 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 buy some kind of insurance in well, my mind is right. was even worse right. than having a public option. Well, and people were calling for, you know, a universal health care or at least something that resembled universal health care. And forcing people to have health care is not universal health health care for one. No, it's not. For two, we live in Tennessee. Apparently, from what I have learned, Tennessee has opted out. Apparently, you can do that of the whole Obamacare thing. Um, yeah, but we had a lottery for a while. And <laughs> I know people personally, many people, who are paying upwards of $350 a month for health care with a five to $6,000 deductible. I know people that pay over $350 a month for health care and can't go to the doctor or refuse to go to the doctor when they have a cold or a flu or a sprained ankle because it's going to cost them $300 plus their health care. So basically, unless you have need major surgery that's going to cost you more than five or $6,000. It's not worth it to go to the doctor and use your health care, but you're still paying $350. I mean, that's like, that's like a rental payment. Some places that's, that's two car payments. Well, that's, also, also you're paying for these, the, these, these, you know, when we, when I looked at it uh, a couple of years ago, 
you know, because I was like, you know, we could find something good for maybe $200 a month. Well, I was finding stuff that was on there for 600 a month. Yeah. That was with a, and the cheapest I could find was maybe like 500 a month. Yep. And the deductible was like $10,000. So I'm sitting yeah. there honestly thinking to myself, if I have, if I end up paying 30000 if I have a $30,000 hospital bill, but I still got to pay $10,000 of it, what's the point? I can't pay either one. Right. Right. For us, for a family of four, Luckily, you know, me and the kids qualify for, you know, help. Um, yeah, we but have 10 care here right, in this state. In this state, luckily, uh, thank goodness. Um, otherwise, you know, my kids break their arm. Obviously, I would take them to the hospital and I'd pay whatever a month they wanted me to pay. I would take care of it. But for a family of four, we're talking eight to $900 a month. That's yeah, our mortgage payment. That's our mortgage payment, right. and our deductible is $5,000. So unless we hit that $5,000 mark, they're not going to help us. Mm-hmm. Uh, we can't afford that. I don't know anybody that can afford that. If you can afford that, congratulations. Good for you. And, and, but and you are the minority. Before the election, about a week before the election, they came out with the fact that the the premiums had gone up to just astronomical levels. Oh, it's and insane. I, and, and, and I had already thought that Trump was going to win, but when I saw that, I said, that's it. Uh, it's done. I mean, that that to me was just like the, this. The, the, when you hit people in the pocketbook is when they're going to have the most reaction against you or your party. And right. that's what happened because people thought, people could see that, that things are going to, that things are probably going to change, that they're going to get rid of this, system god knows what they're going to replace it with who knows but you know i would be happy myself if the individual mandate went out the door but you're not going to get any kind of public option under trump no other republicans let's let's face yeah. that <laughs> you will die first so, Rob, yeah. luke literally uh, yeah what about you guys <laughs> obama's obama's legacy what do you think it's going to be yeah what you got single man are we going to miss him it's going to be suck no, <laughs> no I, I'm, I'm not an Obama eloquently fan. put. <laughs> yeah, and that never have been. Uh, and uh, we're not going to have our Obama phones anymore. Oh well, we'll have Trump. We'll have Trump phones. <laughs> yeah, the Trump phones. They're going to change over, right? Yeah, it'll have it'll have like a picture of him on it, and it says, "This is going to be huge." It's going to be huge. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's the ringtone. Oh, oh, Obama phone, <laughs> everybody. Oh, so what do you think, Rob? Um, as far as his legacy, um, I'd say he'll probably be remembered for at least trying to um, universalize healthcare, at least try to move us in more of a um, progressive <laughs> direction as mm-hmm. a nation. Um, I mean, I think it said a lot of things got worse under his administration. I don't think that he was necessarily the cause of it. You know, the... Um, the racial divide that we see now, and the, yeah, you know the continuing gap between the rich and poor, and the the dying of the middle class, and all that. I hope that he doesn't get <laughs> blamed with all that, but I mean it did. Well, he already has been in some ways. You yeah, know? I, I think the I think the thing that bothered me the most was like the push for gun control, you know, because yeah. like it, it, him and sh- shedding that stupid fake tear like during like at the end of that speech. Well, it's time that we. Uh, 
Yeah. It, it's time that we started to make some sacrifices as a nation. And then he like pauses and like tear rolls out of his eye. Come on. Yeah. I mean, what that, are you, the Wayne's World Indian? That that definitely, yeah, that definitely. And, and when you look at things like, you know, Eric Holder um, in the 90s saying that we need to change people's minds and we need to educate people against guns. And, and I'm sorry, you're not going to, you're not going to do that. You're not going to, you're not going to pull that off. He did sign some executive orders. Which, by the way, as far as the executive orders go, I don't think Trump is going to use that. You know, that, I, that's that's the thing. Wait, about, I got a question about this. Let me ask you: Do you think that somebody with schizophrenia should be able to buy a gun? I don't. I don't think that. I, I definitely full don't on, think like a crazy, he, full on crazy person. He has schizophrenia. schizophrenia. Do you think he should be able to buy a gun? I don't think so. No. Hmm. Okay. There you go. He's he's talking. I mean, like, or, or I'm not really sure of like all the guidelines and stuff that he's trying to enforce. But of course, like, yeah, everyone should have a background check before they get a gun, right? But absolutely. As far as like taking away, I mean, first you're gonna want to take away like assault rifles and talk about dangerous and start scaring everyone around them, and then you're gonna go after like pistols and after that, you know what I mean? Like, where where are they gonna stop? Yeah. Well, this is the slippery slope argument that they the NRA has been like doing since the eighties. But do y'all do we all agree that uh, if you've got schizophrenia, you probably shouldn't buy a gun? Yeah, of course. Yeah, well, yeah. And I and I agree that um, some level of reform would definitely be okay. But I also agree with Luke that you know th- the right to bear arms was just that it was not a. And people throw out the argument like, oh, well, back then it was all muzzle loaders and this and that. And it was, it was meant for hunting. It was meant for this. But it wasn't. It was meant to keep us uh, up to speed and up to date with the government because a part of our job is also to keep the government in check. And taking away any power from the people is just yeah. kind of a discredit to that initial system. But I don't think that they ever made any try to get rid of the Second Amendment. That's impossible, too, by the way. Right. No, no for you, you sure, would, for to sure. To get rid of the Second Amendment, you'd have to have an, an amendment to get rid of it. Yeah, and that's never going to happen. That's no, impossible. It's almost impossible, yeah. yeah. But I don't think that they ever even... I don't even think... I think that part of it was they wanted background checks. Well, and I think... Uh, that was my other point, is I think that it was, it was played off more by the Republicans that they're trying to come and take all your guns away, when, mm-hmm. in fact, it was more of a, we just need to do more reform kind of a thing. Yeah, exactly. That was their deal, but everybody painted it as, oh, they're trying to take away our guns, and then where does it end? Well, we, now we're we, communist. We got into such a fever pitch in the in the like what the early part of the decade about this, especially around 2012, especially with Sandy Hook, okay, when that mm. happened. Now, whatever that anybody believes about Sandy Hook or what they don't believe about it, um there was definitely this whole the gun control issue came up then and definitely yeah the nra helped to kill a lot of that stuff um but i i I don't believe that if there was something untoward that was going on with sandy hook something more than what we were told i don't necessarily believe that i've made the statement many times on this show and elsewhere that i don't believe it was about gun control per se i think that was more just the idea of the strategy of of tension so we can kind of take that that aspect out of it a little bit i think there was a lot of 
a lot of a lot of a lot of political stuff going on around that time on on both sides of the issue. Can I, um I'll throw this out at you because I watch the market every day, and uh, right after Sandy Hook, the AR-15 sold out. Yeah, that's a good point. Because you know, they made they, so much money yes, off of that. They did every time that there every time that there was this gun control debate that came up. All of a sudden, the all of a sudden the gun manufacturers made a ton of money. You can watch their stock every time something like yes. that happened. They made tons of money, and, and that's kept, why the NRA is playing you. Because people got to get their you. guns, man. And they, and they kept and they and they kept talking about <clears throat> AR-15s, AR-15s. Yeah, so and everybody was, went out. Oh, we got to go get them because they're going to take it yeah, away. Yeah. So why? How would that gun sales went through? The roof. How would that benefit the government in any way, though? It doesn't. Like, it, it doesn't. It benefits the, the NRA. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah, that's but, another. That's another. That's another aspect to this that people don't normally think about. Well, yeah, but the government. I only would think have about the mean along. green bitches, and that's exactly it's what they're doing. Money. Don't well. ever the NRA. Don't trust anything they say because whenever they loved having Obama in there, because they were like, "Oh yeah, he's going to come up with all this stuff, and he's going to take away your Second Amendment." And everybody was like, "Oh, the hell he is! We're I'm going to go buy, buy everything." The and yeah. they're like, yeah. "Bring it on! Uh, I think I need don't RPG. get played." Ka-ching. Yep. <laughs> Money talks. Exactly. Yeah, that <laughs> this was is all what it is. You're being played. That was definitely an aspect of it. But I think also that there are people that were in the in the in the government, in Obama's government, especially that really believed in taking guns, in really believing in strict, true gun control. Oh yeah, like, you cannot deny that for sure. That there actually are those people. So. People care about their guns. We care about the Second Amendment. I care about it, and but you got to really look at all this stuff from 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 all sides of the issue. And that was a very good point that you raised there, Jeff. Um, it's not like I want the the Second Amendment taken away, but uh, you know, if you're not going to take that away, it, I mean, it's like, well, we should go back to drunk driving. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, what what's the difference? <laughs> well. I mean, it's it's. If they it's take one absolute, thing; they're going to take them all. It's absolute crazy times that we live in. I mean, on the last show, we talked about this guy who who started shooting in the in the airport in Fort Lauderdale just the other day. Mm-hmm. You know, so I mean, this this stuff is not going to stop. It's going to be with us, no matter what. Uh, I think some of it is fake on these shootings, and some of it is real, and we don't really know which what is real and what is fake. Um, I've stated that before. Is before many many times. I'm curious though. I'm gonna. I'm curious to know the NRA's next move because with this guy in there, where he's like, "Oh yeah, guns, guns, they're great." They don't. They're gonna make less money now. So I'm wondering how they're going to, uh, you know, get to the next spot. Yeah. Well, that's that's true. I mean, a lot of these a lot of these issues now that Trump is in. Are we gonna? Are, are, are these issues gonna be raised as much? Probably not. So we're gonna have the opposition on the left. They're gonna be the ones that are that are really going after Trump, and that's gonna be. You're gonna see as much with Trump coming in. Mm-hmm. You're gonna see as much obstruction from them as you saw with Obama, because now I think it's gonna be payback time. So the government's right. gonna be furthermore deadlocked, and who's yep. gonna suffer is gonna be the is gonna be us, the people of this country. Yeah, that's what's going to happen. It's a pissing happen. contest. Yep. 
Well, the- until democracy dies. So here's your, here's your unicorns and your skittles for you, because I believe that you know this is the death. What happened in November was the death knell of democracy, and that's what's going to happen is when when one extreme takes over, and it will be the left, not the right, because they will be so thoroughly discredited by what is going to happen with Trump that they are going, but that the left is going to take over, and we are going to be in a real shitstorm in this country. It's going to be civil war. So how's that for your Skittles and unicorns, Maple Bob? Mm. (laughs) Mm. Speaking of which. Oh, calling people out now. Speaking of which. uh, Maple Bob, we'd love to hear your thoughts on this episode. (laughs) We really, really would. So, So speaking of which, I want to play this clip. Everybody put your headphones on. And uh, I think Luke, uh, I think Luke needs to hear it for well, the end of yours. Just sum it up for me. <laughs> I think you've heard it. It's the MTV thing. Oh, okay. Never mind. I've heard it. All right, you've heard it. Yeah. <laughs> so, Jeff and Alyssa, I don't know if you guys have heard it, but we did hear a little bit of it. A little earlier. bit. A little bit. Yeah. Hey, fellow white guys. It's about to be a new year, and there's a few things we think you could do a little bit better in 2017. First off. Try to recognize that America was never great for anyone who wasn't a white guy. Can we all just agree that Black Lives Matter isn't the opposite of All Lives Matter? Black lives just matter. There's no need to overcomplicate it. Also, Blue Lives Matter isn't a thing. Cops weren't born with blue skin, (laughs) right? I mean, yeah, they weren't born blue. Stop bragging about being woke. Stop saying woke. Learn what mansplaining is and then stop doing it. Oh, and if you're a judge, don't prioritize the well-being of an Ivy League athlete over the woman he assaulted. We all love Beyonce, and yeah, she's black, so of course she cares about black issues. (laughs) I'm talking to you, Fox News. Feel free to take Kanye West, though. You guys can have him. (laughs) You know what you did, Kanye. Nobody who has black friends says that they have black friends. And just because you have black friends doesn't mean you're not racist. You could be racist with black friends. Look, guys, we know nobody's perfect. But honestly, you could do a little better in 2017. Some of you guys do a great job. Some of you don't. Please, because 2016 is bad. 2017 can't be worse than this, all right? Because this is bad. If someone would please explain to me what mansplaining means. I never heard woke. Yeah, for my life. I understand Did that you woke stop, up and stop saying. Well, let, let's let Luke explain. What woke up, woke got means. out of bed. Woke means that you've basically smoked a bunch of weed, <laughs> and you think that your ideals are so far outside the realm of everyone else's that you're somehow unique in your thought process, and uh, you know that you're enlightened above the right. common folk. That's what I was gonna say. Woke is like a false sense of enlightenment. Like, you understand things on such a different level than everybody else. I'm woke. No, Did, stop. Who originally came up with this? Some stupid, probably 12-year-old. <laughs> it's dumb. Is it from a rap song? <laughs> probably. It's probably one of the raps. I'm it's sure. Probably it's probably one, one of the rap of lyrics raps. from one of the yes. popular rap songs. <laughs> yeah. Mansplaining. Can you please explain to me what mansplaining means? (laughs) Mansplaining, uh, as being the only female in the room, I will take this one for the team. Um, 
as far as I understand it, mansplaining is basically a condescending way in which men try to over explain something to a woman. Um, like say a woman has like an idea or a thought about a, a particular idea or, or subject and, and a man will condescendingly be like, yeah, but that's not really how it works. This is how it really works. There was a great, um, there was a great example of it, uh, where, um, uh, one of the first women astronauts to do something or other, uh, you know, posted a video about, you know, like, uh, it was like water or gravity or something in the space shuttle. And a guy came back and was like, oh yeah, well, you know, it's not because of that. It's because of the pressure and the gravity. And she was like, yeah, I'm a freaking astrophysicist scientist. I got it. You know, like, it was like, like, basically just condescendingly talking to women, like trying to explain something that they clearly understand. Um, but, but just some men just have to mansplain and they can't wrap their heads around the fact that women can understand certain things that maybe they can't. I don't think you're explaining that quite the right way. Alyssa, I'm just, <laughs> I just hate that you vote. Is it, isn't that cute? You're out of your kitchen. <laughs> I'm going to throw a full beer can at somebody's face in a minute. You know, the more that we talk about this, the more we sound like white guys. <laughs> well, you so are white guys. This? What is this urban speak? What is this? Well, raps? I'm trying to put it like in, in, in the easiest, in the easiest oh, understandable God. terms for all of you men. You're coming up with terms um, to complain about. Yeah. All right. so, so, I'm, I'm yeah, trying but, to explain it to you in the simplest terms I can, I can come is, up with. The terrorists are winning. This They're winning. Kind of, this is kind of my point with this. Uh, this was something that was um, on MTV, or at least on the MTV website. Oh, well, that and makes I think, it I think reputable. MTV took it down, and it was basically saying how, like, what the the, gui- the guides for white people in 2017. I think my favorite part of that was them saying that you, you can have black friends and still be racist. You know, like it, it was just basically, yeah. It basically felt like it basically just felt like ganging up on 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 white people essentially, or is particularly white males. They're okay? an easy target right now because. Yeah. Well, it's because you guys you, all you, suck. I, I sent I sent this to you. Uh, <laughs> Me, I'm ago, awesome. And you, and you watched it, and I kind of want to get your thoughts on this because we've talked about MTV and how MTV has kind of been like this. Um, they're, they are almost like a propaganda machine right? in so many ways. Like, we've talked about this for several years now. Well, uh, first off, I just want to say I think there may be a racist among us in this room. I'm just I'm getting those vibes. Yeah, it's true. It could be the dog. But. I was just going to say, I think Lou is a racist. <laughs> Not really. She doesn't bark at black people. She That's, loves black people. It's a witch hunt, dude. But uh, anyway... Um, yeah, about MTV, man. Like, I, I was getting brainwashed. I mean, mm-hmm. I, gr- I grew up watching it, man, and just party, 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 and hooking up with women. Oh, awesome. When I can That finally- was the 80s, my friend. <laughs> yeah, that was all of later 70s. Watch Ski all School. Of Watch all of those 80s movies. I mean, <laughs> no, Spring Break, all like of that stuff. Particularly Luke's case. Like, I always you know, hated as, MTV. Growing up, 
Sorry, I didn't mean to attack younger, you. And he, grew up, he grew up primarily in the 2000s as a teenager. Yeah, oh, my so. goodness. You're a but, child. Baby. I mean, it, uh, I mean, that's all I wanted to do. I mean, I was watching MTV, and they, they never showed anyone like, well, actually, they, uh, they did sometimes show people doing hard drugs. Or, or they they would imply that they were doing hard drugs, not mm-hmm. like they were shown on camera, but uh, all the partying and it just glorifies the lifestyle. And then, but not I, I love gay people. Okay, I'm not saying anything derogatory in any way, but like I saw like an interjection, like a purposeful interjection, mm-hmm. in just like every friggin' show. Like they, right. they they had to have like you know the full demographic. You got to have your yeah. black guy and like your gay person in like every single show. And someone would get upset if they weren't. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, it's already, everything is it, obviously it's, already. It's, al- it's almost like pushing down a certain kind of lifestyle or a certain kind of, I don't even want to say lifestyle, a, curtain, a certain kind of idea down people's throats almost. Right. Like you're being, you're being kind of like, you because it appeals to young people. And in those people, well, see, are being that, that's the thing right there. It's, by it. I think it's less propaganda and more marketing scheme. Yeah, really. Well, I, well, obviously, I, I, in in their world, it's more marketing scheme because that's how they make money, and they want the most people to watch. And how do you get the most people to watch? You represent every demographic. Well, you, but the fact of the matter is, is that if you don't want it, quote unquote, shoved down your throat, then change the channel. Yeah, which we have the ability to do. Absolutely, but when, when, but when it's when it's geared towards young people and you know, people, well, young people, people are gay. Watch it. Like, Old like, people are gay. Like, like, well, I mean, we're not necessarily even talking about just gays. We're talking about just about about every <clears throat> they, everything they, else under <clears throat> the sun as well. I mean, you know what 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 he's a uh, what Luke is talking about partying and you know the uh, what, what what they had the teenage mother what yeah. was it the you teen, know, teen mom, mom I, mean, stuff, I didn't watch you know? that show but well, by that time you'd kind of grown out of it, all that it's, crap. It's, it definitely seems like they have an agenda and like everyone yeah. with MTV's like seems to be like really liberal. You know? Yeah, and guess what? Everybody does. Everybody has an agenda. Everybody has an ideology that they're trying to push on everybody else. You know, we've talked about this many times. Um, so, but but it just seems in this video to me personally, I thought this video was extremely condescending towards pe- towards people that were not female, are not black, and were just white males. You know, like what was even the point of that of that video? I don't even and, know the words from it. Yeah, and, and, and I'm an and, awesome white guy. And, <laughs> <laughs> you are an awesome white guy, Jeff. Thank and you. I can be super <laughs> condescending, and no one's yeah. ever said you're mansplaining it. I, so. I just, I just don't understand. I guess I don't really understand maybe the mentality there. And if someone can help me understand it, that'd be great. But it just seems to me like this. This is kind of goes back to what I was talking about, where you're going to have this huge backlash from from the left, and it seems to me. From my observation, that people that are younger, even younger than you, Luke, you know, but we're talking about people that are probably born in the '90s at this point. I feel it seems to me that they are more accepting of things that basically, and they don't even know it. Things that are basically coming from a very statist, a very almost uh, fascistic point of view, like what is being put into that video. Um, I had uh, I got into it on Facebook with somebody because they were talking about uh, they had posted this thing about color blindness, okay, and how all of a sudden being that you when you say you're colorblind that means you still have latent racism, 
Okay. Well, that to me was just a redefinition of a term that was the colorblindness used to be a positive thing. You're colorblind. You don't see another person's color. You don't see them for their race. But now that's being redefined in these social liberal circles to say that that is a bad thing because you're actually just, you're, just now you don't see color and you don't confront color. Well, that's Orwellian. That's an Orwellian, that's Orwellian newspeak from 1984. That's changing the terms of a word. And that's worrying because what we're going to see here is it, we're almost like we're going to have these little commissars popping up and that's going to be even worse than what we're, what we're, what we're seeing now with, with Republicans. You know, the social justice warriors are just as bad and just as restrictive as uh, the the people that want to do away with gay marriage, the people that want to that that want to regulate everything you do in the in the bedroom, people that want to keep drugs. I mean, they are they are just as bad because now they are they are redefining how we how we now how we speak. Both and sides they want to take they want to redefine. Yeah, they want to redefine. They want to hijack democracy. They want to redefine how we speak and how we act. That to me is also a restriction on freedom. Well, and. I'm going to say, uh, in the words of one of my favorite uh, comedians, which I don't feel like he was just a comedian. I feel like he was a really good um, uh, truth teller, you know, whatever, George Carlin. You know, it's, it, a lot of times in society, it, it if you if you get politically correct and if you change the language, somehow you change, mm-hmm. you change what is you're not changing what it is you're not changing just because you change the language and you add some you know some hyphens oh i said the f word uh, market n- n- note it down market Rob. note it down market market down <laughs> uh my bad but you know you it, just changing the language doesn't doesn't change the condition mm-hmm. and you know, like the language itself isn't bad. It's just language. It's just words, you know, but well, people get so caught up in changing the language that they're not focusing on the problem anymore. They're, po- they're focusing yeah, on just the language. And, 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 and I'm not saying it, that racism doesn't exist. I'm not saying that, that right. homophobia doesn't exist. It definitely does. Right. But we need to confront that. But we, but we don't need to be squabbling and quibbling over words, and we definitely don't need to be exactly. redefining words, and where everybody has to sit here and think about everything that they say 24-7. Yeah, as right. long as you're not being derogatory. Right. Yeah, like, I can't keep up with, you know, colorblind means something different now? Come on, really? Colorblind means you who, can't who be in says, the Air Force. Who redefined That's all I remember. Like. Who, who redefined the word colorblind? <laughs> colorblind means you can't me see what, some certain yeah, colors. Yeah. Red and green and blue look different to you. So this, okay. this MTV video just to me, it, 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 it just, I, I, I've never seen anything more condescending in my life and, it, and more worrying to me personally to, to, to think that, you know, th- th- these, th- that is what is going to be the, that's what is going to be the future. But I do think that people in general, um, I hate to say it, but, um, you know, white men, people with privilege that they don't understand that they have, you don't understand the privilege that you have to a certain extent. I do think that sometimes people need to, yeah, it's all about empathy. 
empathy, the act of like putting yourself in someone else's shoes and seeing things from a different perspective. I do think that the world needs a little bit more of that. Well, let's get on to that. The world well, needs that's more why and Skittles. I think that it's much, much worse if you're a troll. Because if you're a troll, you're a spineless loser, and you should kill yourself. And uh, no one that's a terrible thing to say but, for one. No, no, for no, no, two. No, no, no. I have a point to this. No, okay, that's okay. the thing. When you right. take away people right. at their very core, are absolutely awful. So you take away the empathy, like in the case of our troll, and um, you uh, put him in his mother's basement, knowing that he's never, ever, ever going to see the opposite sex or whatever he's into. <laughs> And um, <laughs> we'll never, ever know love or a family. I think you're spending um, way too much time and energy <laughs> yeah. on that's this the one person. And I that's think probably it's more what they a, want. You're literally probably giving this person exactly what they want. I know. It's awesome. Um, and you're welcome. <laughs> But um, this is your moment to be famous, loser. Uh, but <laughs> but that's the thing. Uh, I think that trolling and sometimes these uh, paparazzi, they're way, way worse than, you know, some dude that has a problem with, you know, I think that this is just sort of like the icing on a much larger cake. So All right. All I think right. that uh, we should really deal with some different deep-seated you know, yeah. problems. Right. Alyssa. I just, I just think that people need to try and not see things from just their point of view. Like your opinion matters. Great. Well, let's <laughs> not go that far. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> like I discard person, millions of opinions you, every day. <laughs> I mean, I just, you know, it, especially you know like not trying to pull a card or anything but being the only woman in the room like i understand you know like stuff gets you know pushed too far and and uh, political correctness is absolutely ridiculous you know and everything but there are certain privileges that certain demographics of people have that they don't recognize or they don't see as privileges you know so i just try and you know like when i see something that i'm like ah you know yeah. like that's you know like i feel like that's pushing it too far or that's you know like i'm not like that you know like that's that's putting against me and i'm not like that you know don't take that as like an insult to who you are or what skin color you are or what gender you are just take that instance and try and think I, I, how how you would think if you weren't you i think the way that i look at it is i look at it as a very in in historical point of view and also a political point of view is that i see um what is inimical to freedom of speech and possibly freedom of religion, freedom of choice, and all that stuff seems to me very inimical to to all of those to all of those things, especially freedom of speech. So that's what I'm that's what I'm looking at it at it from a point of view as someone that is b- believes in something like the Bill of Rights and that believes that those things are important. So let's leave this here. Let's take a little bit of a break. And we will come back and we'll talk about some paranormal stuff and some weirdness. Yes. Uh, when getting a little bit of the Mandela effect, because that's been in the news lately. 
Yeah. So we'll be right back. had more heated discussions but that's good <laughs> that's the way it should be <laughs> but y'all won't hear that maybe we should have made that a patreon only uh, uh, yeah, no. <laughs> i'm so mad <laughs> shut up jeff there the you know uh, it, it's it's always good to talk about these things in my opinion and that's that's what i want to do with this little gathering because i think mm-hmm. you know, most of the time when we have guests on that the guests aren't great but like we don't get to talk about kind of the issues as we do and maybe like you usually do maybe like what 30 minutes just to fill up the try to get that time period where we talk about these things so sometimes we don't get to explore them as much as we as we would and what we should explore them at so now i want to turn the tables i want to talk about uh some weirdness and some paranormal stuff and here's a story that and Jeff, you said you had no idea what this was. We'll we'll, we'll talk about so it. So I will comment on it. Sure. <laughs> uh, people claim to have seen a mysterious movie that never existed. This is one of the strangest internet stories you will likely ever read. There are people on Reddit and Twitter attempting to find a movie called Shazam, which starred actor and comedian Sinbad as a friendly genie. According to those who claim to have seen this movie, it came out before Shaq's critically panned comedy called Kazam and was a relatively enjoyable 90s comedy. The only problem is there is no record of such a movie ever existing, and Sinbad himself says he never acted in it or even heard of it before random people on the internet started asking him about it. The magazine New New Statesman has just published a fascinating investigative article about the conspiracy and some theories as to why so many people have vivid memories of watching a movie that there is no evidence has ever existed. Literally, there are no records of the movie ever being made, no photos, no old VHS tapes, nothing. That's despite cash rewards from people eager to prove it is real. Some people believe the group is falling victim to the social contagion of memory. Essentially, all of the talk about the movie is creating realistic false memories in people's minds. Some people believe the movie was, has, was disappeared because Sinbad himself hated it. Some people believe it is an example of the Mandela effect, which essentially states that multiple realities have existed and splintered versions sometimes converge. In this case, in one reality, Shazam was real. Either way, it is really, really strange. So, we talk real quick about where the name Mandela Effect yeah, comes from. Yeah, the name Mandela Effect comes from uh, the fact that a lot of people thought that they had heard that Nelson Mandela, the former president of South Africa, had died when, in fact, he was actually still alive. Now, he did die, I think, a couple of years ago, so he is dead now. But people could have sworn that they heard on the news, on the radio, uh, on television, that he had actually passed away when, in fact, he had not. Uh, There's a similar phenomenon with Kirk Douglas, uh, who is still alive, uh, I believe he's like a hundred years old, 
and he has uh people have said that he has that they have heard that he is dead uh they can remember hearing it on television or radio but they don't remember when uh, but they always thought, but then they hear that he is still alive and they have that cognitive dissonance and say, well, wait a minute, he's still alive. How's he still alive? When I heard he was dead. Uh, so there is that. Uh, There's also Richard Gere with the gerbil up his butt. Well, that's more like an urban legend, I think. Yeah, but still. I mean, <laughs> just think about Richard Gere with a gerbil up his butt. <laughs> there, well, there almost is kind of a similar effect with like the urban legend stuff, right? Because Lemmy people, Winks. People hear. People hear about, uh, they hear something and then like, it's a friend of a friend or my friend knows this person that, that, uh, that said this, said this happened. I mean, so there almost is a similar effect there. Uh, the, another case is the Berenstain bears that people remember it as being Berenstain with an E when in fact it actually is Berenstain. S T A I N, really? But people remember Baron Baron Steen with an E. That's what I remember. Mm-hmm. Those are usually usually Jewish people. Yeah, I so maybe they were Jewish bears. Yeah, they could. They been. could be. But the, but the, but they remember Stein and Baron Stein instead of Baron Stein. No, that's, it's Baron Steen. That might also also it's be Baron because Steen bears. <laughs> but maybe End that's just way more way more common. Berenstein Bears, like right? S T E I N. So our brains just kind of swap it out or something, right? That that that's that's what I think. Uh, there are there are others, I believe. Just most of it is just people remembering things, um, obviously incorrectly. But there's people that speculate and they say that this is a like a glitch in the matrix almost that they say that, you know, that there, I guess it comes from this whole idea that reality is just a, um, reality is just a, like a, a virtual reality or a false reality. And so you get these glitches every now and again where things change almost like it's a small, there's a slight change where there, where all of a sudden we're in some kind of parallel universe or something like that. Uh, I have a personal thing with this as well, where uh, the actor Robert Loggia, uh, he passed away, I think, two, three years ago. But I remember hearing, he was in, uh, he's in several, Jeff, you would know who he is, right? Robert Loggia? Yeah, he was in uh, one of my favorite movies ever, uh, Delirious, with John Candy. Uh (laughs) (laughs) He was in Scarface. John Candy was cool. He was in Scarface. He was in Independence Day. He always played a gangster. He was always the old gangster guy. Like Robert De Niro or Al Pacino. Right, right. Yeah, he kind of had that. He never did anything other than a crooked old gangster. That's all he ever did. Gotcha. Gotcha. He was also in an orange juice commercial. Yeah, wasn't he? I it's think he was Robert Loggia. What? I think yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he was in Over the Top with Sylvester Stallone. Yeah, he was. He was the he was like the dad, uh, the, the granddaughter like in Over the Top. Yeah, you'll so, never be with my granddaughter. <laughs> but, what? But, I, but I swear, when I heard that he died, I thought I remember hearing he was already dead. I could have sworn it, but I couldn't tell you when. I couldn't tell you where I heard it. But I just in my mind, I just well, remember make hearing shit up. that he was dead. I had almost an opposite one the other day, work. I told you a little bit about it, uh-huh. but I got to work and somebody there was like, "Oh, did you guys hear Gilligan died?" And I can't yeah. remember, can't remember the actor's Bob name. Bob Denver. Bob Denver. 
and we were all like, oh man, that sucks. But like, man, he must've been pretty old, you know? So, you know, we, we joked around like, well, we should all take a break and, you know, watch some old Gilligan's Island. Oh Lord. But then we looked it up and we're like, oh my, he died in like 2005, man. What yeah. the hell are you talking about? <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah, so that's like yeah, the exact opposite of the Mandela effect. So what? So what is that? Yeah, I don't know. Well, I see people like sharing stuff on Facebook and stuff like social media all the time about like, oh, so and so died, and you go, oh, that sucks, Uh you know. And then and then you look at the post, and it's from like 2006, and you're like, oh, well. And the Doobie Brothers. I guess they probably did die then. (laughs) So, Luke, what do you think about all this? I think that, uh, like we were discussing at lunch that day, like I think that in one of his comedy skits, he dressed like a pirate one time, and everyone just remembers him. Sinbad yeah. as uh, just because he's in that pi- pirate outfit, they think he's a genie. Yeah, I, I immediately when you t- when you told me about it, I thought about Kazam, the Shack movie, right? Which I don't know. That I guess a similar sounding title. Yeah, right. <clears throat> uh, but, By the way, Sinbad is a fantastic comedian. So <laughs> he is. I, I give thought him he his was. and he rocked those big pants. I mean, I, I've never watched a comedy routine. So oh my god, he was awesome on a different world. Well, In the, only- the late '90s, I laughed my ass off. The only thing to his I, like being a kid and like being in the in the mall and like his mom beating his ass like it was hilarious. Huh. It was hilarious. The only thing that I could think of in that respect was, um, I mean, his name is Sinbad. So what do you think about in your mind? You think about like Sinbad, the character, the destroyer, right? You think about the character, the uh, the the Arab adventurer or whatever and you and you know the story of swinging his scimitar around the, yeah the story of you know of, of arabian nights right and in that story you have the genie so you know equate this equation of a, some a comedian named sinbad and a genie would be an easy one to make and it also would lend credence to what you said luke is that at some point maybe he did put on a genie outfit maybe he did a skit Maybe it was on TV. Maybe he did a stand-up routine in it. Yeah. And people just – but, but but there's no pictures of this. But that doesn't necessarily mean anything. Maybe that just never got saved. So – and then also you have the Shaq movie called Kazam rather than Shazam. And just people's memories, I guess they just get – things just get conflated. You know, he's well, at Zany's right now. Time. Are Is you saying really? this because he's at Zany's? No, I didn't know that. Yeah, he's like there right now. <laughs> well, interesting how this kind of interesting also too how this kind of came up, and like all of a sudden, like uh, like people are talking about Sinbad, the comedian Sinbad, more than probably since the nineteen nineties. Mm. And now you just say he's at so he's out. He was hilarious. He's out, obviously out touring right now. He was so on maybe Mark this Marin. is like some kind of viral marketing campaign to bring Oh, he's Sinbad funny as hell. Back. I don't I know like him. I like him. <laughs> That's sophisticated. He was on Mark Marin not too long ago, yeah. and he's a good dude. I mean, if that's true, that's some wow. Props to him. <laughs> if, it, well, if it's, all, I, I mean, why he owned right? the nineties. Because yeah, the Mandela, oh yeah, he didn't have to work. The Mandela after the nineties thing is all over the internet. It's right. all over the internet. So you never know. Maybe this is something. I mean, all you got to do is have somebody in some chat room start something. And it just it just goes from there. 
Well, and that person is paid to say, okay, Sinbad's making a comeback. Let's put him back on everybody's well, mind. Well, like, I, well, I don't know. Hold, hold on. Uh, like, you and I were also talking about, like, the whole mass consciousness thing. And that's, like, that's super interesting, too, for so <laughs> yeah. many people to be on the same page about yeah. something like that. Right. Real zeitgeisty kind of. Yeah. Like a, but it's, it'd have to be, like, a weird subconscious, like, your subconscious putting all these things, linking things that aren't supposed to be linked together, but. Since we all had a similar childhood and we all grew up in like the 80s and 90s. Right. You know, we yeah, all have those same connections like under there or whatever. Your subconscious wants to do that. It wants to make connections. Right, for sure. Just like when you see some weird thing, you know, like say at the grocery store that looks like a face, your you your mind wants to make it look like a face. Mm-hmm. When you hear something like, okay, so like say the recent like Hatchimal I don't know if you guys know the yeah, the, the new like the toy, viral yeah, toy, yeah. yeah, for Christmas. Well, they're saying that it says something that sounds like "f me," okay. So, um, and it does. It sounds like it, and it says it over and over. But our minds want to take incoherent things and turn them into. Yeah. Like true. Understandable words. So did the manufacturers put that cuss word into this toy or is this just something our dirty minds are making yeah. up? You know? You you heard you heard the whole thing about the Disney movies too, with like the little mermaid supposed uh, to have Yeah, a, exactly. A, like a boner on the cover and then like the, a dude like during the wedding is supposed to have a boner like during the wedding. I'm like uh-huh. I'm like the the the, the uh, graphic artist did not do that. Well and there's right. there's so and many you, artists involved that like they would all have to have collaborated on that and then kept it a secret. Right. It's right. So unlikely. But I mean there I mean, you never know. People are nuts. That's true too. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't put put it past somebody to be disgruntled and be like, "All right, that's it. I'm gonna." <laughs> but do this. I'm gonna put a boner on this cover. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> That'll show them. That'll show them. Yeah, there have been people that thought that that was what that was. Was that it was somebody that was that it was disgruntled or whatever. Yeah. There's the as an aside. There's the. Uh, oh, was it in uh, the the movie? I have to say it, Teen Wolf. Uh, <laughs> that uh, you know, he's he's uh, there, uh, supposedly there's an extra in the background that's like holding holding his male genitalia in his hand. Uh, you get, like like you could like you can clearly see that. So yeah, people do weird things like that. Yeah, and in uh, <laughs> the Wizard of Oz, you can see a midget uh, hung himself. Oh, they edited that out. Oh. oh, they edited out the the ones that like the I, did they in the original true? versions it was there though yeah really? oh yeah it was there does anyone know I've anything seen about this guy though huh does anyone know anything about this guy that supposedly hung him I mean no like, he's what, just he's just a midget who hung himself I know, but wouldn't that like be a news story that someone could pull up from around the time not it was back then back then they used to bury stuff person. it's a little person oh yeah. Right? <laughs> little person yeah they they weren't important in those times no <laughs> no one. If if you're not full size, you're not worthy of the newspaper. Wow, uh, that's those terrible. are the opinions um, so of Luke. So one of the uh, <laughs> one of the Munchkin that. actors um, hung himself, and you can see the shadow of it uh, in the movie. Uh, apparently, as Rob said, they have edited it out 
but um, if you can find the original version, I saw it. I've seen it, and uh, I mean, it does That's look really creepy. It is really creepy. That is really creepy. It is really creepy, but. Um, I have seen what looks like. Maybe that's not what it is, but you can just see the shadow as they're walking down the yellow brick road and the trees are going past. There's like a shadow and it literally looks like somebody drops from a tree mm. and weird. That's, that's it. Yeah. What do you think about this? Uh, Jeff, you never heard about the Mandela effect before, but. Well, I mean, if you, um, I'm not trying to oversimplify it, but anyway, though, the, in, uh, I think it's college psychology, they do this thing where they show you like, like three dots and they're like, your mind will make the letter three or the, the numeral three letter three. Um, you know, I mean, your, your mind will draw these conclusions. It will deduce down stuff so yeah i'm sure it happens i never saw what is it shazam i never saw that and i never saw the apparently bugs nobody bunny. else has either i never saw the bugs bunny michael jordan movie because space jam, space jam. that's a real thing well you should watch it you don't have to <laughs> you don't have to eat a turd sandwich to know it tastes like shit so hey. i never saw it <laughs> um <laughs> that's a good ass movie it is. no bugs bunny's a pretty good actor man you should yeah. get a shot no. <laughs> no. Oh, we're going to have a Space Jam party. I will not be at it. <laughs> yes, you will. I mean, no, it's, it's we'll have all kinds of cheese. We won't tell you. The movie well, just maybe I cheese. could stop in. <laughs> it kicks off with I Believe I Can Fly, dude. Like, you know we'll have a Space Jam movie. cheese party. I love R. Kelly. You know, R. Kelly is my favorite R&B singer Why? ever. And whenever Why? there is a karaoke machine around, I will do remix to Ignition. But... <laughs> That is, that's that one thing where I just will not go there. I won't. I saw a thing recently that said that R. Kelly has made a statement that there are still like 20 um, versions or 20, like, he still has like trapped in the closet yeah. stuff. He still has like 20 or 30 versions well, to now, come again you have to understand <laughs> r kelly is out of his mind absolutely and he is he also can't read so you can't read same as donald read. trump he, uh, him and trump, <laughs> why why did kanye go because he has the best through, words why didn't why and wasn't it r brain. kelly r kelly should smart. be going and meeting <laughs> with donald trump and they could make Freaking gang signs uh, to each other. Frankly, frankly, I don't have to read. I have my advisors to tell me what to do. I have a good brain. Be huge. Hey, little person hanging in Wizard of Oz comes right up on Google. Yeah, <laughs> Adam's like, it. will you guys please get back on topic? So what, is it, so what does it say, Jeff? Uh, oh, let's go to Snopes. Snopes said it did not. Uh-oh. Right, but. Snopes said it didn't happen, but I've seen it. Well, it has a video here. I never heard of this. They say so the they say that it's uh, not episode. it's not some little person hanging themselves. By the way, uh, did, did you know that Snopes um, that uh, the one of the there's like a, a a woman and a and a man, a husband and wife that made Snopes. Yeah, and like the guy apparently ran off ran off with a porn star. <laughs> Makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> So it's like uh it's like um what is it, Boogie Nights? 
<laughs> well, that guy like killed everybody in there. So are they? Sorry, saying, spoiler alert on Boogie Nights. Sorry. So are they? Are they saying it's not true that the that the guy was hanging in Wizard of Oz? I just read through it and it said that there's no way that that footage would have been left in there for over 50 years. But I had heard that it had been removed. Yeah. Now I don't well, know. I need to oh, go back. Oh, it's been watch. removed. I'm watching the video now and it says the old urban legend about the Wizard of Oz states during the filming of Distraught Munchkin hung himself on the set. The scene was supposedly captured here on film. I had to read that fast. This is the scene and stand by. Okay. They're walking. They're holding arms. And supposedly there is something hanging in the background. And it does look like a body, but I, that doesn't look like a little person's body to me. Do you remember? The other rumor is that it was a stagehand. Do you remember? Right. Uh, that doesn't look like a body. Do you remember the movie Three Men and a Baby? <laughs> of course seen? I do. Yes, don't okay. tell me that didn't exist. Do you, do you know what I'm talking about? No. The, yes. uh, yeah, no, no, three men and a baby. It's not a Shazam, Kazam kind of thing. Three right. men and a baby did exist. But they were taught, but, but, but I remember in the late 80s, that they said in one of the scenes in Three Men and a Baby, and you have the uh, as like Tom Selleck was it Steve Gutenberg? I can't remember who else who else was in that movie. Ted Ted Danson. Yep. And that they were that they, they were with the baby in the scene, and like the three guys were around the baby, and they said in the background you could see like the, it was supposedly like the ghost of a little boy, right? I heard and that. Like he, and you can just see this figure standing in the background. And so there came up all this stuff about like the house they were filming in. There had been a boy that a little boy that had died in a fire, and that supposedly this was this ghost, and it looks really creepy. Well, later on they came and they and they explained it, and they said that what that actually was was some kind of cardboard cutout, some kind of pre-promotional material for the movie of Ted Danson that either someone put there as a joke. Or they put it there, or it was just left there by some irresponsible stagehand that didn't realize that it was still there in the shot. But I've always wondered about that of whether how that they they didn't know when they were actually filming it because it's very obvious when right. you look at it that there's somebody standing back there. You would think the director would be like, "Cut, cut! You got to get that cardboard cut out," huh. uh, which the, the director was Leonard Nimoy, by the way. So you would think that they would they would. Um, they would have seen that, so I've always, I always thought that explanation was kind of was kind of just as bizarre as well. As you, there being the the kill of that, you remember uh, the Exorcist? There mm-hmm. was the um, that scary face that supposedly showed up on the wall. That was shadows in the um, in the. I can't remember which scene, but anyway, though that became like a. Um, I see it on T-shirts and. Posters yeah, and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, I, I think Freakin did that on purpose. I think some of that stuff he did on purpose. And there was a lot in that movie that was subliminal. Like he had these little flashes in yeah. the middle of it. And uh, he, he maybe that's where uh, Fight yeah. Club that director got it from. I yeah. can't remember his name, but yeah, anyway, no, uh, yeah. I, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not even claiming to be an a, a uh, expert on Exorcist. I'm just that's a that's another thing you bring up, so. right? Well, uh, all the weird stuff in movies like that, like the Poltergeist movie and the the Curse of Poltergeist, and right. all that kind of uh, all that kind of weirdness. I I've just always found that thing pretty pretty interesting, and I've never I've never seen more like sufficient explanation of Hold on, Adam. what was going on. <laughs>
So Luke wants some pork, some pork chops. So we're gonna have to probably uh, end this up here it's very soon. Too bad that Save a Lot down the street's closed because they used to serve pork chops in a can. Should have came over can. for oh, cheeseburgers yeah, earlier. Yeah, we had cheeseburgers. That's earlier. your fault. You got, I'm just you, you got here late. I mean, that my, cannot yeah. be good for you. So no one feels <laughs> bad for pork you. Pork chops in a can. Oh, it's your only, own fault. Only four thousand milligrams of sodium per. Oh, well, that's not too bad. <laughs> oh, jeez. Get the hell There's out of here. Nobody gives a like shit about your preservative in there that like never ever lets you age. Yeah. I wanted to read this before we before we. Before we call it a night here on romper room, this before is, the unicorns and skittles start, yeah. Well, this, this is this is a jumping good, around. This is a good one for unicorns and skittles, right here. All right, deputies, eighty-three-year-old man attacked car salesman with golf uh. club over promotional gift card. <laughs> <laughs> He's eighty-three Sa- years Sarasota, old. Totally makes sense. It's it's Florida, Sarasota, Florida. I how mean, did you know? We had this. How, we had this conversation earlier. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, uh, off audio. Oh yeah, Alyssa uh, wants to. Alyssa wants to the, to uh, hack it off and let. I feel like we Cuba. should take a hacksaw and saw Florida off from <laughs> United States. Amputation. I'm sorry if you're in Florida, you need to migrate yeah. north so that you're not part of. Um, well, you know, Florida uh, needs to be gone. Jenny Ashford and Tom are in Florida. Uh, is disgusting. Florida, we'll, we'll, I know a lot of good people. We don't want them to drift towards uh, drift towards Cuba. Uh, good anyway, people is relative. An 83 year old man is facing charges after allegedly assaulting a car salesman over a promotional gift. Oh my God! Investigators say 83 year old Lindsey Dean Owen arrived at the event for a car dealership with a scratch-off ticket. When he learned that he only won a $5 Walmart gift card, he was irate. I heard him yelling and screaming profanities about the $5 Walmart gift card that he won. He's pretty upset over that. I guess he drove about eight miles to get there and thought he should have been entitled to something more than that, said Christian, a salesman at the event. Deputies tell WFLA that Owens got into his car and swerved to hit Christian with his side mirror. At that point, authorities allege that Owens got out of his car and grabbed a golf club from his trunk. Investigators say Owens reportedly hit Christian in the head with a golf club before driving off. Owens was arrested on two counts of aggravated battery with a deadly weapon. (laughs) As he should be. I've got this. I I just won the lottery. What do I get? Yeah, I, but it's buy a car? I, I would be I mean, pissed off myself, but uh, I'd be in like I'd be <laughs> in the guy's corner that's like, all right, this crazy old guy is like flashing this gift card at me, but it's Florida. Okay, <laughs> well, well, so I mean, no offense to Florida <laughs> listeners, but your state is kind of shit. Um, I'm kind pretty of an sure. entitled asshole. Well, that's why. Okay. Yeah, I've got some questions. I've got some questions here. Wait, 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 wait. He was given something. He was given five dollars for free, and he was okay. Upset that that. All right. Was it? Uh, well, was, maybe okay. he has dementia. He was. He after allegedly assaulting a car salesman with a promotional gift, he arrived at the event for a car dealership with a scratch-off ticket. But that's because he he won five dollars. But I think you got the five dollar gift card if you actually bought a car. So if you so how crappy is it that you get to buy a car 
but you only here's your five dollar <laughs> yeah, no, gift I'm, card. Go I mean, knock yourself out. Yeah, buddy. okay. I, it I, sounds I, terrible, but I'm totally for an eighty-three year old man hitting a car with a golf club. <laughs> I, like for some car reason, salesman. yeah. I mean, don't hit the guy. You know, don't hit the car salesman. <laughs> yeah. That's assault. But I, I still don't understand. I mean, he drove eight miles there. If you the top of a car and you're an old senile man, uh, mm. that's just entertainment. Yeah, I see what you're I saying. I mean, he's old. Leave him alone. He's old. Just trying to run people over, though. <laughs> so, I mean, then take his, then take his driver's license away. <laughs> I, I just, uh, I like that guy. I'd like to sit down and have coffee with Jeff, him. Jeff, what do you think, man? Take away his license. Uh, get him back to the home. <laughs> Don't let him buy scratch-offs anymore. <laughs> right, well, he, he's got old. It, he got it in the mail. <laughs> Give him his jello and <laughs> exactly take away his clubs. <laughs> Why is kind he of a, a society anyway? are we running? Uh, <laughs> it's so guys, Florida. Uh, I want to thank you all for doing this tonight. Um, being thank here. you for having us. I uh, had a good, really good discussion about some interesting topics. Um, I want to try this is kind of an experiment tonight. And I wanted to definitely try this again. Maybe you should uh, go on a couple of them rather than just tonight. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was fun. I This is great. Yeah. So uh, what I want to try to do is, you know, uh, the way I want to structure this is like an hour usually of kind of like looking at things that are going on in the world, uh, geopolitics, what's happening here. And I want to get more stories in the second hour about paranormal stuff and talk about those things as well. Um, so that's kind of how I want how I want to do that. This is going to be a little shorter than normal because uh, it is what it is. Like we said, this this is an ex- is an experiment. But, We're not that interesting <laughs> <laughs> as people. <laughs> but uh, again, uh, guys, I want to reiterate, we do have a Patreon now. If you are interested in becoming a Patreon and supporting the show, uh, then that is at www.patreon.com backslash conspiranormal. And if you don't want to become a Patreon, we do have just a donate button on our website, which is www.conspiranormal.com. I believe that's under... Is that under donation button? Um, um, something like that, yeah. Okay. I set it up, I should know. Can we have a donate Which to Luke Which we button? appreciate. Yeah, donate and, to Luke uh, button. Well, we were thinking, Luke, we were actually really considering that if somebody gives $10,000, they can win a date with Luke. W- I mean... Why yeah. would they want that? Nobody's going to pay that. <laughs> You're going to get me in trouble, dude. <laughs> How about you we won't call it a date. We'll call it a trip to the Luke. The, Luke, the it's never gonna happen. You can literally pay ten dollars and get a date with Luke, tell, and you're going to be dissatisfied. Tell, tell them that they can have a, a signed autograph picture of me and my mankini. <laughs> that you costs a dollar. Your Confederate flag mankini. No, no, no. That costs a dollar. I've got a new one, and oh. it's neon, and it's very revealing. <laughs> No, no, but maybe I should give like, to this it's show. It's kind of like Borat uh, revealing, right? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, it's pretty much the same one he's wearing, yeah. Okay, yeah, we'll put it that way, yeah. <laughs> Jeff, thank you for being here, buddy. Thank you for having me. Uh, uh, and thanks thank- for the burgers. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. 
your insights. Yes. And Luke, as always, man, thanks for being here, All man. Right. I'll, I'll take my applause and stand in yeah, ovation yeah. right Woo. now. <laughs> and and, as, al- and as always, Mr. Rob, for making everything happen. You're welcome. And uh, You're guys, welcome. next time we have, uh, we're back to the guests. So we have uh, Aaron David coming on. He's going to be talking about him's, his podcast. He's a fellow podcaster. He has a podcast called Charm the Water. And Aaron is an occultist. He, I believe, a little more than dabbles in it. And he's got some interesting things to share. I've actually was had the privilege of being on with him and uh, Joshua Cutchin and Soraya on a um, – uh, round table on where did the road go? And we are also gearing up for episode 150. Uh, this is 148. So we will have Aaron David on 149 and 150. We are going to be doing a round table with the guys from where did the road go? And that will include Soraya. So we have Soraya. To have here as the co-host. Yes. And also red pill junkie and Joshua Cutchin will be back as well. Nice. So, uh, Every month, we'll, we will have at least two guests, and we will have the Romper Room episode. So I'm, I'm gearing up for like three shows a month at least. So that's how things are going to be. And we may have actually a surprise show. Uh, we may be having a guest coming into town to see us at the end of this week, and we may be doing a recording with them here in the studio. So won't say who that is yet, but you'll probably find out somewhere around. Better the time not of Super be Micah. No, I'm it's, not Micah. <laughs> it's not Micah. It's not Micah. Just kidding. I love him. <laughs> who doesn't love Micah? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Luke is just jealous of Micah. That's what uh, it is. Well, <laughs> aren't you all? Aren't you all? <laughs> Micah's an overachiever. We all know that, <laughs> but we love him. All right, guys. Thank you so much for listening, and we will be back. Luke, why don't you take us out? <clears throat> oh wow, I didn't expect that. Oh, um, you never do. Go. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how the song goes. Send a bar, bar, bar. But wait, we're not done. What's going on? There's more. We're still here. We're still here. Yes. We we, we just did the ultimate uh, Monty Python-esque freak out on everybody uh, by ending the show and then coming back. You know, how they would... Uh, and now for something completely different. Yeah, now for something completely different. That's true. You know how they would sometimes play the uh, credits, like right in the middle of the show. Or yeah. <laughs> do the opening credits and then the end credits, and you know, they'd really mess with people. Well, that's what we just did. But we, we have a good reason for, for doing that sort of thing uh, because I, being that uh, we were going to put this up before Inauguration Day, uh, this is, should hopefully be up by Monday or Tuesday right before Inauguration Day. I didn't want to talk about this uh, after uh, when, we, when I came back from my little vacation that I'm going to be taking here pretty soon. Um, that is about what just happened <laughs> yesterday. We're recording this on Thursday, January 12th. And in the last two days since we did the recording, the previous recording, uh, there have been some developments. And that is to do with this whole Donald Trump and golden showers thing. 
<laughs> Rob, uh, I when I called you yesterday to tell you I wanted to record at least another 30 minutes on to Romper Room, uh, you had no idea what I was talking about, but you did. But I did send you an article about it, <laughs> and I, I want to just get your thoughts on this first before we go on. Well, I, <laughs> I did a little looking into it, and um, from what I understand, at least, the facts are that all these major news networks had this story, but we're just kind of sitting on it. Uh-huh. <clears throat> Nobody was putting it out there because the only source for it is um, a single counterintelligence agent from the UK. Yeah, the UK. Yeah, that's correct. Who has had, um, on many instances, reliable information in the past and is therefore a very um, you know, reliable source. However, that's the only source available for this information. And I can't remember was it buzzfeed who was it that came out BuzzFeed with the story was the one that initially came out with a story yes okay and i don't know, i think it's embarrassing <laughs> first and foremost but i think that we're going to see a lot of a lot of that kind of stuff in the future yeah um to me the real implication is just the um the furthering connection with russia and, you know, we've expressed concern about this in the past, and a lot of other people have expressed concern about it. And just the implication that they might have something this silly to blackmail him with. Uh-huh. You know, he's such a pride-driven given guy that I could see that uh-huh. being pretty effective methods for him. Right. But I don't know. It's well, disconcerting, to say the least. Yeah, uh, I'm going to read an article here in just a second about it. I've got a couple, two or three things that I'm going to read. Uh, well, Maybe not fully, but uh, we'll we'll definitely get into the story. Uh, BuzzFeed did put this out. Uh, it was from a 35-page memo that I believe that was given. Uh, I don't know if it was from this intelligence agents, but it was, I guess, leaked to the media at a certain point. And there was some kind of memo or memorandum that was given to both Barack, to Barack, oh, President Obama, and to Donald Trump as well. Uh and I guess that the CIA, I guess the NSA, or maybe the FBI had had briefed uh, both men about what was going on, some of the uh, uh, potentially compromising information that Russia has on Trump and uh, some of the worrisome aspects there. Uh, so BuzzFeed broke it. Uh, CNN, I guess, had broken it as well, but they did not come out and say anything as far as I know about the golden showers aspect. They just said that there was certain information that the Russians had on Trump uh, that was that was not good. Uh, so <laughs> let's let's get into it. Uh, this is first article I'm going to read. This is from Courts uh, Media. And which it has on the top under an, a hashtag, hashtag water sports gate. <laughs> <laughs> what you need to know, what we need to know, Rob, this is all we need to know, right? Yeah. I, I love these, these, what you need to know things, <laughs> what you need to know about the Donald Trump golden showers intelligence report. U.S. President-elect Donald Trump and current U.S. President Barack Obama were informed last week by top U.S. intelligence officials that Russians claim to have compromising personal and financial information about Trump, according to January 10th reports in CNN, BuzzFeed, The New York Times, and The Wall Street Journal. So not just <laughs> CNN or BuzzFeed, but also New York Times and Wall Street Journal. I mean, those are pretty reputable uh, 
outlets there. Okay, and and you know the New York Times is is considered well, I don't know necessarily liberal, but maybe middle of the road. Wall Street Journal is a conservative publication. Uh, so anyway, the information has not been independently confirmed by U.S. intelligence officials. Some reports suggested U.S. intelligence consider the source of the information a former British intelligence official to be credible enough to distribute it to Obama and Trump, as well as the heads of congressional intelligence committees, who reportedly received a two-page dossier last week. Other reports suggested the briefing was meant simply to prepare the incoming and outgoing administrations in case the unsubstantiated information were to be made public. Indeed, a 35-page report the dossier was based on, which has been circulating through intelligence and media circles for weeks, was published by BuzzFeed on Tuesday night, January 10th, with the disclaimer that it includes unverified and potentially unverifiable allegations of contact between Trump aides and Russian operatives and graphic claims of sexual acts documented by the Russians. The compromising information allegedly includes details of perverted acts conducted in a Ritz-Carlton in Moscow, which may have been recorded, BuzzFeed reported. Who wrote the report? A British former MI6 intelligence agent who worked in Russia, whose past work U.S. intelligence officials consider credible, is how CNN identified the source. He or she is a former senior intelligence officer for a Western country who specialized in Russian counterintelligence. Mother Jones said in an October report on the alleged Russian intelligence, which contained few details. The former British spy who, owned, who runs a private intelligence agency was hired first by U.S. Republicans, interesting, and then by Hillary Clinton supporters to research Trump's Russia ties, CNN reports. What does it allege? The full report published by BuzzFeed claims Russia has been cultivating, supporting, and assisting Trump for five years in an attempt to encourage splits in the Western alliance. Trump is alleged to have engaged in perverted sexual acts that were arranged slash monitored by the Russian intelligence, including hiring prostitutes to urinate on the bed in the presidential suite of the Ritz-Carlton Hotel in Moscow, where Obama and his wife had slept during an official visit out of supposed hatred for them. Trump allegedly engaged in other quote-unquote unorthodox behavior in Moscow that Russian officials believe left him open to blackmail, the full report says. Russian spies eavesdropped on Hillary Clinton as well, as far back as during her husband's presidency, but their information on her contains mostly evidence of situations where she had said things that contradicted her position at the time, not embarrassing behavior, the long report says. Russian intelligence allegedly fed Trump information on political opponents, including Hillary Clinton, for years. Trump allegedly was offered lucrative real estate deal in Russia in conjunction with the 2018 World Cup, but, de but declined to take them. What does the Trump administration say? While the Trump transition team declined to comment on the CNN report, Trump retweeted after CNN's story came out calling it fake news. You want me to do my Trump voice for the tweet? Oh, yeah, for sure. Fake news, a total political witch hunt. And it's in all caps, so I can get away with screaming <laughs> there. What does the Obama administration say? Obama made no mention of the report in his farewell address. That's good. Delivered from Chicago within hours of BuzzFeed publishing the dossier. He reiterated a promise for a smooth transition to Trump's administration and extolled the virtues of a democracy that values peaceful transitions of power. Uh, okay. So... That's basically it in a nutshell. Uh, I think there's some other things involved, but of course what everybody is 
really gearing towards is the salacious golden showers aspect of this. And not only the fact that he paid prostitutes to pee on the bed, but apparently it was the same bed that Obama had slept in previously. Out of spite for Obama. Out of spite for Obama. (laughs) Now, these are allegations. These are not substantiated as of right now. Uh, I have also heard that the Russians have a video of this occurring. Uh, However, Trump denies it, says that he would never do something that nasty because he's a germaphobe, even though, hey, urine is sterile. And the Russians actually are denying this whole thing as well, saying that they don't, that this never happened, that they don't have a, uh, there's no video, and that this does, that it does not exist. Uh, Putin has even come out and addressed this and said that, that this is, this did not happen. Um, yesterday, on Wednesday, there was a press conference where they did not even, uh, Trump had a press conference, first press conference since he was elected, okay? And they, it wasn't just about this, but there was a quite a few references to this, where this is where the Trump saying he was a germaphobe and he would never do this, this is where this, this came in. Uh, apparently, CNN had run with this story as well, even though, as I said before, they had uh, left out the whole golden showers aspect. All that they had said was that Trump, that, that he was, Trump was being told by intelligence officials that uh, the Russians had compromising material on him. And that was it. They did not go into any, any detail. Uh, CNN has apparently had gotten a lot of flack about this. Mm-hmm. And yesterday, I'm I'm actually listening to the uh, press conference. They were actually playing it on our Super Talk station here in Nashville. And which, incidentally, as an aside, they did not play Obama's farewell address last night because I tuned in at about 8.15 uh, or the the night previously, I tuned in about eight fifteen, expecting to hear Obama's farewell address because not eight years ago they played Bush's farewell address. So I figure, okay, they must be playing it. They did not play his farewell address. However, they did play Trump's press conference yesterday. So, hmm, biased much? <laughs> That's just as an aside. But anyway, <laughs> so I'm listening to this and. Uh, Trump is talking about CNN being a disgraceful new and BuzzFeed being disgraceful news organizations. Now, BuzzFeed has been criticized mostly for just running with this without verifying any of the information, which is not what you do as a journalist. True, but all they did was came out and said that there was information there and right. nothing they said was false. Right. Therefore, not fake news. Yeah. And Trump was calling all this fake news. The allegations might be untrue, but the fact that there is allegations is not fake. Yeah. So let's play this clip. Uh, this the, Trump was, of course, taking uh, questions from reporters uh, during the press conference. And what I thought at first, I had really wasn't listening because I was actually in the car work. I was actually 
working at the time, but I was so I wasn't kind of listening with one ear. I thought it was a BuzzFeed reporter that starts to ask him a question, but it's actually CNN reporter. So let's this is the clip that we have for for this. I think it was uh, disgraceful, disgraceful that the intelligence agencies allowed any information that turned out to be so false and fake out. I think it's a disgrace. And I say that, and I say that. And that's something that Nazi Germany would have done and did do. I think it's a disgrace. That information that was false and fake and never happened got released to the public. As far as BuzzFeed, which is a failing pile of garbage, writing it, I think they're going to suffer the consequences. They already are. And as far as CNN going out of their way to build it up, and by the way, we just found out I was coming down, Michael Cohn, I was being, Michael Cohn is a very talented lawyer, he's a good lawyer in my firm, who's just reported that it wasn't this Michael Cohn they were talking about. So all night long, it's Michael Cohn. I said, I want to see your passport. He brings his passport to my office. I say, hey, wait a minute, he didn't leave the country. He wasn't out of the country. They had Michael Cohn of the Trump Organization was in Prague. It turned out to be a different Michael Cohn. It's sure. a disgrace what took place. It's a disgrace. And I think they ought to apologize sure. to start with Michael Cohn. Sir, since you're attacking us, can you give us a question? Go since ahead. No, Mr. President-elect. Go ahead. President-elect, since you are attacking no, our news not organization, you. Not you. can you give us a chance? Your organization You are attacking our news organization. Your organization Can you give us a chance to ask a question, sir? Go ahead. Sir, can you state... Quiet. Mr. President-elect, go ahead. She's asking a question. Don't be rude. President-elect, can you give us a question? Don't be rude. You're attacking us. Can you give us a question? Don't be rude. No, I'm not going to give you a question. I'm you, not going to give you a can question. You can you stay categorically? You are fake news. Sir, go ahead. can you stay categorically that nobody... No, Mr. President-elect, that's not go appropriate. Ahead. Okay. So that was in response. Uh, he was actually answering a question about a tweet that he made uh, comparing his treatment by the intelligence agencies to uh, living in Nazi Germany. Here's the tweet, by the way. You want me to do my Trump voice again? Of course, always. Okay. Intelligence agencies should never have allowed this fake news to leak into the public. One last shot at me. Are we living in Nazi Germany? It's disgraceful. <clears throat> so disgraceful. Anyway. Um, yeah, so that was in response to that, to, to that tweet. Now, the Michael Cohen thing that he's talking about, apparently uh, something else in the report, I don't think it had anything to do with golden showers, but it was about... Uh, one of the some official in Trump's organization named Michael Cohen that had or someone named Michael Cohen that had met with some Russian officials, I believe, in in Prague. I think that's what happened there. I haven't really looked into that, but apparently there was some scuttlebutt about that as well, and talking about how uh, he looked at his passport and that he the guy had never actually been to Prague. So we have that we have that contradiction as well. Uh, but the main reason for playing that was to show the little confrontation there between Trump and the and CNN, uh, the CNN reporter that was trying to ask him some kind of a question, and he just uh, blew it off and called him disgraceful, called their news organization disgraceful, which they've done some strange things, I'll admit, which we've covered on this show, but... Uh, and then calling him fake news. So so there's uh, CNN fake news. So there's the fake news meme again, this time being uh, levied by Trump. So every so 
one side, both sides are now using the fake news. And equating it to Nazi Germany propaganda. Yeah. Which is, yeah. I think a little bit of a stretch and kind of scary. Which, by the way, um, I think, what was it, uh, Anti-Defamation League or Holocaust Survivor League, some something like that has come out and criticized Trump for using, flippantly using Nazi Germany as a, uh, using that in his, in his tweet. Um, yeah. Well, and I do think that news outlets and media should be accountable for what they report on. Right. Um, but I just, it seems like that there's this push lately to come up with these terms, you know, uh, hate speech or fake news or whatever, and just using it as a way mm-hmm. to, to wipe anything out that they're not comfortable with. And that's just a dangerous kind of road, I think. Yeah, I agree. Uh, let's read this from, this is from the Daily Mail. This is from Piers Morgan, hardly, <laughs> I believe, a champion of journalistic integrity, but at least he tries. I think he makes some some decent points here. Um, I just want to put this out there. as a, he's, he's, he's defending Trump in some ways, but he's also talking about how... Uh, CNN, BuzzFeed, that uh, they have done some irresponsible journalism. Uh, He says, it's BS. President-elect Donald Trump didn't pay prostitutes to urinate on his bed in the presidential suite at the Ritz-Carlton Hotel in Moscow three years ago. Neither did Trump do this to deliberately defile a bed that had been used by Barack and Michelle Obama. And nor did Vladimir Putin secretly videotape the whole thing to use his blackmail against Trump at a later date. It's all complete baloney. Horribly damaging, deeply offensive baloney, which will, of course, have caused huge distress to Trump, his wife Melania, and their wider families. That is my considered verdict on Watergate scandal number two. How can I be so sure? First, Trump has categorically, furiously, emphatically denied it. His I'm a germaphobe defense alone at today's press conference is pretty compelling, given I've personally seen him recoil from shaking hands many times. Secondly, the Russians and Putin himself have equally categorically, furiously, emphatically denied it. Um, Third, the 35-page dossier containing the bombshell claim has done the rounds of many of America's leading media outlets for months, and nobody's been able to verify any of it, even as they were chomping the bit at at the bit to destroy Trump's presidential campaign. Fourth, and perhaps most damningly of all, even BuzzFeed, the website part owned by NBC that broke ranks and published it last night, admits it has no evidence to prove it's true, has not been able to independently verify it, and may never be able to verify it. BuzzFeed News is publishing the full document so that Americans can make up their own minds about allegations about the president-elect that have circulated at the highest levels of the U.S. government, it stated. Its editor, Ben Smith, added there is serious reason to doubt the allegation. So even the editor of BuzzFeed wasn't sure. If right. He, well, that was my point. Yeah. Even when they released it, they were like, you know, right. these are just allegations, but it's probably important that we all know what's going on. <laughs> it's still, it still gets out there in the consciousness, though. <clears throat> and I, and I, do have, I do have a theory of what's going on. Uh, so let me get this absolutely straight. They haven't got a Scooby-Doo if this devastatingly embarrassing hookers and urination claim is true or not, nor are they prepared to investigate it further to try to verify it before publication. Instead, BuzzFeed's just chosen to fling it all into the public domain like a farmer depositing a large truckload of excrement into a field of ravenous pigs. I like that language there. So we could all wallow (laughs) in Trump's humiliation, even if he never actually did any of it. That's a good point. And I will come back to that. 
There are many other anonymously sourced substantiated allegations in this dossier about Trump's supported links to Russia, all of which he also denies. That doesn't necessarily mean they're all false, as Trump has been known to be economical with his with the truth himself when it suits him, and it's absolutely right that reporters should investigate them. But he has vehemently denied them, and that should be noted. However, of all the myriad claims in the dossier, it's this explicitly lurid and distasteful one about his supposed sexual antics that ignited around the world via social and mainstream media and exposed Trump to instant global ridicule. Remember that as well. The moment I heard about it, my gut reaction was that it was utter nonsense. As Trump said at his press conference, every high-profile person who goes to Russia is warned that Russian intelligence agencies routinely bug hotel rooms in big cities like Moscow and St. Petersburg precisely to amass such potentially damaging material with which to blackmail people. And I'm sure I will add our own intelligence agencies probably do that as well. Not probably. They do do that. He may be many things, but he's not stupid. What I think we're dealing with here is a variant on the legendary story, also involving pigs, about Lyndon Johnson when he was running for president. Concerned about the race getting close, he told his campaign manager to start a massive rumor about his opponent having sex with a pig. Christ, we can call him a pig effer, the campaign manager. We can't call him a pig effer, the campaign manager protested. Nobody's going to believe a thing like that. I know, said Johnson, but let's make the son of a bitch deny it. Trump has now had to publicly deny paying prostitutes to urinate for him, a claim that was made it has emerged by unnamed people who had been specifically tasked with unearthing damaging information about a political rival. The damage is now mostly done, and it's outrageous, given it's almost certainly true, untrue. Publishing this dossier reflects how we see the job of reporters in 2017, said Ben Smith, something, someone I know well and respect from my time at CNN when he was a regular guest on my show. Really, Ben, then frankly, we're, we're all trying, to, we're all truly going to hell in a handcart. Okay, then he starts talking about journalism and the whole idea of fake news, all this kind of stuff, and about him being at the Daily Mirror in 2004, running a story that they thought was substantiated and they got into a lot of trouble for. You know, Piers Morgan's had some things in the past uh, with the whole um, wiretapping scandal in the UK. That's why he was over here, because he was under some kind of indictment, as I understand, in the UK. Um, but that's a whole other issue. Um, now, a couple of things. Well, one big thing. This golden showers thing is now in the ether. As you said, the allegations are there. Uh, BuzzFeed put it out. And it's now out there. And Trump has had to vehemently deny it. Especially since we are now a little more than a week away from the inauguration. I believe this was a shot across the bow. I really think, and what it all comes down to, in the end is the C some intelligence agency, probably the CIA, telling Trump, do not mess with us because we can say anything and we will get away with it. I think this is what's happening. I think with Trump, for some, for, there, is a, there, there is something going on in the intelligence community. So we saw this with the... Um, the Russia 
report, the the hacking report, which you could say in some ways this is a corollary to uh, the original hacking report that the CIA and the FBI, the FBI at first disagreed with what was going on. They said that they were, they saw no proof of Russian hacking. Since then, the FBI has kind of come into line with the CIA and said, okay, we do see it now. Magically, they 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 get it. The NSA apparently still disagrees. And I don't want to take another two hours kind of explaining the conflict between the NSA and the CIA, but just know that these interagency rivalries are there and they're very much a part of they are very much a part of our of our national life and a very hidden part of our national life, but they do happen. So I think this is some intelligence agency telling Trump, do not mess with us. We will get you. This is a warning. Hmm. That's what I think. And it could also be that it's not the Russians that have this material. It could be our intelligence agents that have this material. If this is true, if it's true that, and, 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 and I don't know if I believe it or not, honestly, there's so many dirty tricks out there, but if it's true, then, and they have other material on Trump, then who knows? They could, they could have him compromised. So I think that boy's in for a nasty shock once he sits down on that chair, who's really going to be in control of this country. Yeah. Oh, I think so too. And I mean, I've been saying that from the beginning that I don't think he really understands necessarily what, I mean, well, I don't think he understood while running what all it would entail. Mm -hmm. There's so much more going behind the scenes than any of us know. And, you know, the president is not necessarily just a figurehead, but there's, there's a lot of other um, powers at play. You know, even even more than we could ever guess, I believe. Agreed. And he'll Agreed. end up he'll end up changing a lot of his statements and having to, mm-hmm. you know, play by their rules. Like I said, it's a shot across the bow. It's saying it's it's a warning sign saying you, we do not uh, do not do not mess with us. Uh, he's uh, Trump has made statements before about the CIA about how he wants to reorganize the intelligence agencies. And when we're looking at this and we're saying, okay, this comes from a British intelligence agent, this comes from the MI6, uh, that's just another way of covering for our intelligence agencies. And who is presenting the information? It's the CIA. It's intel- and, and he's being briefed by the intelligence agencies. It's, hey, we have this on you. Right. <clears throat> well, and one thing I did want to address is that just because he was under the employ of the uh, Clinton administration and just because the two people that are most likely to suffer from this information, Trump and Russia themselves deny it. I don't Mm -hmm. see how that's evidence against it, which is a big part of Pierce's statement there. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like I said, I mean, you know, you can tell a lie as often as much and people will believe it. Okay, that that happens all the time. Uh, so this could just be a lie, but it's a it's a damn good lie. Okay, and I tell you, it is so out there. Like 
getting Russian prostitutes to to urinate on a bed that Obama and Michelle Obama slept on. I mean, out of spite, he does seem uh, a spiteful type. Uh, he does, <laughs> he does, and that's what that's what again, not evidence. That's what adds a little bit of the credibility to it, though. <laughs> yeah. But this is something that you know people make up stories all the time. I mean, you look at like Julian Assange while he's in the Ecuadorian embassy. You know, supposedly they say he raped a woman, but there's no proof of it. But they say that he did, and that was enough for him to to potentially be arrested that he hightailed it into the Ecuadorian embassy. So time will tell. But have you but but I want to make another point too. Trump started this. He started this kind of political rhetoric. And once the once the genie's out of the bottle, now anybody can use it. You know, he he has smeared people, he has said things about people, disgusting things about people. And his followers have done things like this. I mean, you look at, uh, you know, Pizzagate, real or not, there's still that smear effect that's going, okay? Now, we could, I don't want to talk about that again right. for now. But <laughs> that is, there is definitely that smear effect. So they started this, the Trumpers started this stuff, and now it has come back and it has backfired on him. Okay, so that's how thing. This is how things are going to be. Are we good? So, uh, I want to read this just to uh, just to conclude. Uh, <laughs> somehow, Howie Mandel has gotten into the picture here. Oh, good. And uh, he has. Uh, he's apparently a germaphobe, which I didn't know. But uh, yeah, he talks. Just... He talks about that a lot. Does he? What? America's Got Talent, what, yeah. whatever show he's on. Yeah, well, I know he used to be on, what was the game show, Deal or No Deal? Yeah. But now I guess he's on something else, huh? Yeah, he's on one of those talent okay. shows. Okay, okay. Uh, so, Donald Trump's golden showers denial doubted by germaphobe Howie Mandel. Listen to the language in this article, dude. <laughs> this, uh, we'll go, uh, okay. <sighs> Noted Hollywood germaphobe Howie Mandel says Donald Trump was all wet... <laughs> in his explanation why why he couldn't possibly have taken part in a golden shower scenario in Russia, as reported in an unverified dossier published by BuzzFeed. During a Wednesday press conference, Trump attempted to throw warm water on the claim that Trump defiled a bed President Obama slept in at the Moscow Rich Carlton Hotel by employing a number of prostitutes to perform a golden shower's urination in front of him. Trump has said the report was nothing but fake news and speaking to reporters on Wednesday added further proof. I'm also very much a germaphobe, by the way. Believe me. And come on. What the hell? Let me refresh. Let me refresh this because... Something's not working. Well, that's another thing I don't get, too, is that nobody ever said he slept in the bed afterwards. So how does being a germaphobe? Yeah, I know. And then then it's and then, like I said, you know, urine is sterile. Right. So, yeah, well, this thing is not. Damn it. This thing is not working for me. Hold on. Let me go to reader view here. Okay, here we go. Uh, But that's that excuse doesn't uh, hold um, water. (laughs) 
For fellow cooties hater Mandel, also speaking to the press in the form of TMZ, Mandel rained all over Trump's explanation. <laughs> How many urinations? I had way too much fun with that. Here? I don't know if this is a good excuse of why that doesn't happen. It's like they say that urine is very antibacterial, Mandel offered. It's sterile. If you get something on it, you're supposed to urinate on it. Mandel isn't a doctor, but he has played one on TV. Still, Mandel did shower the president-elect with some praise. He's making germaphobes great again Mandel said well, you know I'm no whiz at these kind of things <laughs> <laughs> oh no oh god uh, all I'm gonna say to conclude this is that the next four years are gonna be really interesting if uh, Trump doesn't inexplicably die in his sleep and I would not be surprised. I think he has so many haters in the government, in the intelligence community, that uh, you're going to, something is going to happen. And either that or he's going to just fall on the line and just, be, yeah, this, just I, be this puppet. Yep. And, you know, I think Pence is there to pick up the pieces no matter what happens. So, yep. Welcome to 2017, people. <laughs> I'm glad you didn't say the next four to eight years. Yeah. Oh, oh man. I know. I know. I'm going to tell you, dude. I'm going to tell you. People are, I see people on my Facebook all the time talking about, like, we're ready for Obama to leave, but I think we're going to be missing Obama. And I'm not an Obama fan, but I think we'll, we'll, we'll miss him. Um, time will tell. Like I said, I'm willing to give Trump a chance, but I see what's going to happen. And this this kind of thing, like I said, this is the intelligence community telling Trump, if you mess with us, the, there will be consequences. We are in control. And uh, by the way, uh, one aspect of this, James Woolsey, who was former CIA director, uh, one of the directors under Clinton, uh, he was on the Trump transition team. He has actually left the Trump transition team. So I don't know if that has anything to do with any with any of the rest of this stuff, but that's interesting as well. So are they starting to close ranks and saying, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see if there's a, like I said, going to be interesting. All right, Rob, that's it. We're, we'll, we'll conclude this. Uh, this time we're done for real. So guys, uh, thanks for listening. Uh, next time we will be back with Aaron David. I'm not going to scream conspiracy normal, but uh, everybody have a very good Martin Luther King Day, whatever. <laughs> Inauguration Day. Inauguration Day. Get good and drunk. I'm going to. Yeah. Just get get blackout drunk. Yeah. Everybody. Absolute blackout drunk. All right, guys. Thanks a lot for listening to this little addenda, and we will be back next week on Conspiracy Normal. Golden showers. <laughs>
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. <laughs> 